to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 39. Boom! I am Dave Z. I am here with a guy who's not only ahead of his time, but he's out of his mind. Christian. I don't get it. You fucker. <laughs> it's from Dr. Giggles. You're supposed to be Mr. Dr. Giggles. Don't you remember that scene? You tested me. He was ahead of his time and out of his mind. Anyway. Okay. And this will be better. Another guy here. He's gay. He's gay, gay. but not in that way. You knew that was coming. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dave Z. Yes, because you are gay, but not in that way. Right? You're gay. You're happy to be here, no? I was gay watching that movie, too. I'm looking <laughs> forward. I am looking forward to covering these two movies tonight. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Me they're too. fun. It's they're fun, be a movie. fun. A fun show, I think. Yeah. Year of the Slasher. Listener's choice, by the way. And it happened by accident. The first one was episode 13. The second one was 26, and it kind of happened because we were stammering. This was episode 39. Again, we were stammering on what to do, and one of us remembered, hey, it's every 13 episodes. We've been doing it so far. So the listeners got to vote, and we're covering Dr. Giggles. We're covering Stage Fright. Two slashers. One was pre-2000, one was post-2000. We put the vote on the Facebook group page. If you're not on the Facebook group page, it's another reason to get on that shit. Yeah, we are coming up to 2000. We are coming up to 2000. I'd say before this hits, we probably will be at 2000. Amazing. People. It is. It's incredible. (laughs) Yes. 2000 people on the group page. It is. It's, it's ridiculous. My fingers hurt from accepting so much. Look at this. I have, I (laughs) literally just have a claw here. (laughs) My fingers hurt from creating fake, so many fake accounts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Nice squiggly line. We're we're huge in Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are. The heads are blowing up. Um, so that's what we're doing tonight. Episode 39, Two Slashers. You're the slasher. Thank you, everybody, for voting. Uh, we really appreciate it. We love you guys. You know, we have to come up with a song for Christian. We don't have a song for you. So that's your homework assignment. Or that's the listener's homework assignment. I mean, like, a song based on me? Because I've got, like, Ice Cappuccino songs. I, well, you do. That's true. But nobody knows those songs. It's got to be something that people know. Like, like okay. Me, now it's, you know, Mr. Easy Way Out. So there's, there's no easy way out. There's that, okay? You have now, to sing every episode. I love it. Fucking love it. just like, uh, he doesn't even have it's it. My, it's my gift to the listener. He doesn't do like, he's not at 50%. He's like, goes right in at 100% every time. Boom. That's right. That's right. Hey, we're entertaining. We try to be. Uh, uh, Brandon has a couple. He has Brandon Don't Breathe, right? He's got, um, Don't, don't, don't Breathe. Yeah. How did I get Brandon Don't Breathe when I wrote that song for you, Dave? I wrote it, Dave Z Don't Breathe, and it became Brandon Don't Breathe. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Why would there be a song called Dave Z Don't Breathe? That's the song I sang to you on my solo cast. No, you did. You sang Rocky Don't Breathe, not Dave Z Don't Breathe. What what, what do I have to do with breathing? No, I sang you in the second (laughs) verse. What do I have to do with with breathing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said Dave Z Don't Breathe. That's what you said? Yeah. I have to I go back talk- and I was talking okay. about basting you with a turkey baster. That's why. Oh. Okay, so, okay, fuck you then. If you're not Brandon Don't Breathe, then it's the other song. Oh, I'll be Brandon Don't Breathe. It's I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> 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 
don't breathe with me. Dun, 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 dun. So you, anyway, you got a couple songs. You know, I got a song. Christian needs a song. So we got to come up with something to, I don't know, something about cracking wise, maybe. I don't know. This guy needs a song so we could drop him in when we become a professional show with a soundboard and everything. Before we get introduced, we can play that, you know? Christian, I, I, I've been doing this every week. I'm going to do it again. When There was a movie that came out a couple years ago. It was a big budget zombie film. Yeah, World War Z. I saw it, and I loved it. <laughs> you prick you. bastard, you. you <laughs> Cracking wise, you prick bastard. Did they, <laughs> did they call it World War Z in Canada? No, they... Okay, when you guys churn out the shit, we, we, go, we don't want to offend them. We don't like to offend you guys. God forbid we offend you guys because you'll fucking That's stomp true. on us. <laughs> so, oh, we are a bunch of oh, they're calling it World War Z. We're calling it World War Z. Okay, just go with it. <laughs> Done. Here's what's funny. I, I use my voice text thing a lot. And when I was taking notes for the show, I'm driving around and, and ideas pop in my head. So I'm like, oh, I want to crack wise about World War Z. So I pick up my phone, I put on voice text, and I say World War Z in my note, on my notepad on my phone. And when I say World War Z, guess what? It writes out World War Z. So See? Fucking that's a I smart phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a Canadian phone, I guess. I mean, I got a Canadian iPhone. What can I say? I don't know. Even the Chinese know what we mean. Yeah, even they know. Well, you know what? Zed. Other people say it besides Canadians. Don't they say it in the UK and shit like that? Probably. I mean, I think so. We pretty much French off. Yeah. The French UK. That's the Queen's English. <laughs> the Queen's English. It is. See, USA is fucked up. We're the only one. Well, no, I'm sorry, Canada. I was going to make the argument about yeah. the, the wheel being on, on the left side and everywhere else in the world it's on the right, the driving. But not Canada. Canada's just like us. Yeah. Do you even, do you even have a wheel in Canada? Yeah, no, no. We're like the foot square. Just, just fucking, uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's no bottom to our cars. <laughs> Sucks in winter. <laughs> we just put skates on. <laughs> just... Yeah, skates, moose. You got a moose head, a couple yeah. antlers. You can grab them. <laughs> Hey, what's the what's the plural of moose? It's mees. not mees. <laughs> I, I, okay, what is it? No, nah, it's really moose. moose. It's actually moose. It's just. I moose. thought it was too. Yeah, the plural. There's a lot of, of moose, moose there. Moose. You just say there's a lot of moose. Yeah, or moose. There's a lot of moose. But I wanted you okay. to say mooses. <laughs> mooses. Now I would not. I, I, I would. I, I'm more comfortable saying meese before mooses. I think. Mooses. Mooses. I'm more comfortable saying meese. <laughs> Oh. Moods, moods and moose. How about that? Huh? They both come from Canada. Moods and moose. <laughs> yeah, and the plural of moods is meads. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes oh, this poor. episode. Yeah, yep. poor moods. I know. I know. I know. I know. Poor moods are also banned. Yeah. Oh, shame! Oh, you want to shame right off the bat? Let's shame. Okay. Wait, okay. wait. I I hear the music for the segment. Shame. Very good. Uh, yeah, shame. Jason Lloyd, first and foremost, and then for the Moods. Sec- for, for the second time in, like, what, three weeks? This is Moods' second time. That's why this he's is got Mo- the Yeah. I thought this was Moods' third time. It said it oh, was his third. If it's his third, then but why? done. But what did they do? Nipples again? It was nipples? Well, that's what I thought Jason, Jason got. It was <laughs> nipples, nipples. I thought that's what Jason nipples. got. I thought he showed, like, a poster that had a little bit of nip on it. Oh, no. Not We're this time. Jason- by- oh, okay. What was it? Okay. Sorry. First of all, let's explain so the listeners that aren't on Facebook know, okay? Nipples. On Facebook, these guys got banned. First, Jason Lloyd. It was nipples. It wasn't nipples. I'll tell you what it was. It was nipples. 
That's going to be on my tombstone. Noodles. Yeah. That's on Dave's oh tombstone. It was nipples. <laughs> was it nipples? There's, there's a rat. There's a rat in our group. You know, first of all, all these shows are are, are R-rated shows. So if you're in the group page, it's not Disney-friendly. It's not kitty-friendly. It's freaking people. Of course it's not X-rated. We're not saying people should be putting up fucking intercourse and, you know, dicks and schlongs and naked women. And, whoa, whoa, you know. whoa, whoa, whoa. Why not? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't mind. I just, I'm not uptight, but, you know, for the sake of the common good, it's just not, you can't do it. And they weren't doing that. And these are R-rated shows. The first one happened, it was in the Cut to the Chase group, and that's on Horfia Network, and that's Dan Chase, who has a nastier fucking mouth than I do, okay? It's an R-rated show. Jason got pinched for posting a picture the second time now. This was a picture, not nipples, no. There was a girl with white stuff on her face. That's that's all it was. The girl had clothes on. She she was not naked. It was a girl's face. I don't know what the meme was. Shaving cream. But it was, it was something... Well, that's just it. We don't know what it is. Can you prove, hey, there, there's semen on that girl's face? There's no proof. It could be fucking frosting. Forensics? It was Kabuki. It was Kabuki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the best joke in that fucking movie. Yes, that joke is. That joke rules. It yeah, lands it. just like fucking Bukaki. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, someone ratted on Jason Lloyd for putting up a picture of something like that. And then, and then at the end of him for a week... And then the same thing happened with Moods. Yeah, maybe Moods was a nipple. Is that what you guys were saying? It no? Was no, I swear I thought that maybe the first time Jason got banned. Was this the first time or is this the second time with the face? This is the second time. Yeah. The first time it had to do with a, uh, it was a horophilia advertisement and it was a girl that had clothes on even. It was just I, like, I think there's like a mistake. little bit of nip. Oh, with a nip slip under, going? Under those clothes though, I'm pretty sure there were nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I just pulled nipples out of the sky. Like, I mean, there's a reason why I said nipples. Although it does roll off, it does roll off the nipples tongue. out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, I just had a visual of pulling nipples out of the sky. <laughs> and like, hey. Maybe this is X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So anyway, shame on the people who reported them because they weren't putting up pornographic. Fuck. I mean, give me a break. These are R-rated shows. Do I have to explain it? Bottom line, shame on them. It's bullshit that 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 freaking Jason and Moods have had their accounts fucked with and they're banned a week or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And by the time the show is out, it'll be resolved. I mean, I hope, <sighs> I don't know, but anyway, that's all the shame we have for the moment, right? There's no other shame. Do you guys have anything, any shame or anything on your minds? No, I, I no? masturbated quite a bit this week, but <laughs> oh, there's no shame in that. I masturbated uh, right before we got on, before you guys got here. That's great. I'm yeah. finishing up right now. <laughs> oh, that's what you're doing. I couldn't see it. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you that's were why his face is so white. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, there was a scene here before you guys got here. I got to the exploding headquarters first, and it was a bit of a scene. And after it was over with, I needed to relax, so I touched myself. And more on that scene later. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a little. There was a little incident, and I have uh, audio to prove it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Guys, uh, before we before we get on with the official show, there's something also going on Horophilia. It's called the Network Blitz, and what this means is that if you're listening on the Horophilia Network, Jason Lloyd is doing this promotion, which is a pretty good idea actually. And uh, twice a month, two different shows. He's going alphabetically. So last month it was 22 shots, and it was blood, booze, and reviews. 
both of those shows appeared on our news, pardon me, our podcast feed, along with every other podcast feed that is on the, the network. So occasionally, two times a month, other shows are going to be showing up on our feed. Now, if it doesn't say number, like this is episode 39, you know. If the show doesn't start off and you hear me saying, all right, all right, guess what? That is not the exploding heads. So I want to straighten that out so you don't listen to 22 shots. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, please don't listen to 22 shots. No, please do. I'm just saying don't listen to them and think it's us. Someone said, hey, there's a pet cemetery you guys did was great. I'm like, well, it was great, but but we didn't do it. You know? So just to avoid confusion, this is going to happen. And it's going to happen to everybody. And it's a great thing because everybody's download numbers are going to go up. You know, new ears are going to hear their shows that may not have, have heard. And vice versa. We're going to be on their feed when it comes to the letter E. When And it's our turn to, to make a round. So if you don't hear the show start off and you don't hear us three, guess what? It's not us. Not saying don't listen. Please do listen to those other shows because you might love them too. Just wanted everyone to know to straighten that out because a few listeners had some confusion. So... That's the way it is. Must so. have been the Argentinian ones. <laughs> <laughs> Your show? See! 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 <laughs> Explodable heads. Yes. The worst Argentinian. <laughs> I don't even know why I tried to do it. <laughs> uh, you could have fooled me. I don't know. What do I know? I, I, I don't know. What do I, I I know Japanese. I know what Asian sounds like. Uh, don't even get me started. Oh, I know what I Asian know. sounds like. <laughs> don't even... <laughs> Oh, oh, oh Asian. Asian. Time out, time out. Asian esque. Yeah. Jamoke, you're not going to believe this. Somebody's dumber than a cup of coffee, they say. Dumber than a cup of coffee. Okay. That's what they worded it. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was I used that word with my really good friend. We went out to dinner, and she's from Nigeria. Ah. And her mother's name is Jamoki. Oh, boy. And you called somebody a Jamoke? Yeah, we're close. They say, each other and I, didn't, and I didn't think it was anything racial. Listen, Nigeria wouldn't understand, not, not, not understand, someone from Nigeria would probably not know a racial slur from the United States, though. She's not Nigerian. Her okay. heritage is Nigerian. Oh, I, okay, fine. All right. Yeah. Fine. No, okay. she didn't, no, she didn't take offense to it, but I will stop using it. Well, this is the weird thing. That's what I was going to say. You're not going to believe it. About two days after we recorded, I was listening to another podcast. And it was two guys on the show. And they were talking about, I don't know who they were talking about. They go, ah, you know, a bunch of dumb fucking jamokes, he said. And of <laughs> course, he didn't mean it that way. So I came to the conclusion, okay, jamoke must not be a slur since they're using it so openly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, think well, it, I think it could be both. I think you were right, Dave. Well, but... Okay, I'm not going to say it then. Yeah. I, okay. I think right. it's like a 50 50. Yeah, it's like, right. It's like heebie jeebies. Same thing. People say heebie jeebies not knowing that maybe some, you know, Hebrews and Shebrews are getting offended by it. Shebrews. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an animal. A Shebrew. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't date Jewish worlds? They're very hairy. They look like Shebrews. <laughs> well, the, the plural of Shebrew is Shebrews. <laughs> She <laughs> Oh shit. Well next time you see your relatives call them that say, Hey, what's up, she breeze? <laughs> you know? So what do you mean? Well, it's plural of she bruise. 
<laughs> anyway, this is a horror show. Let's get back into the horror. Check the it horror, out. The horrors of racism. The horror. It is a horror. Right, and the shame of it. Yes, horror shame. and shame. That's what we could rename the show if we ever have to. Horror and shame. You know? There we go. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll get a million fucking one star reviews. <laughs> Christian, with, Christian, with his, there we go. Like, move on to the next fucking segment, please. All right. It's like you know me. <laughs> there we go. Next. There we go. That's all I got. Oh yeah, check out the timestamps, everybody. Look at the thing. Look at the show notes. If if you know, look at the everything is in the show notes. So look at the timestamps in there if you want to go to the reviews. Boom. That's all I got. Anybody have anything else? No, like I said, I'm really looking forward to jumping in. Let's jump in. Let's go. We're gonna go to emails and vmails and and see what the hell we got here. We'll get right into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You basic. Do do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. These ones came a day after we recorded our last show, so I kind of felt bad because I was like, hey, I even mailed them back. I said, hey, you're not gonna hear this for like another month. So here's the first question and. The funny thing is both of these are going to require us to come back to them. But, hey, what are you going to do? So, this is from Bonnie B. Hi, Dave, Christian, and Brandon. I recently was visiting the EHP archives and listened to the episode where you all did a comparison of the older film The Innocents and The Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Great, great episode. Thank I you. am the pretty thing. <laughs> 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 that's good i can't believe it took this long to say it that's good i think we said it on the show oh, uh, said, it, did it. Uh, said it on the show you think i, I do somebody give this man a sedative said a give uh, okay i took a lot away from it and well it got me thinking about more contemporary movies that draw direct or at least recognizable inspiration from older ones there may already be people drawing comparisons between those two movies on the internet. So please forgive the redundancy if you've heard this one before. This is weird because today is the birthday. It's the anniversary of this very movie as we record. Wow. But anyway. Um, of which movie? Hey, the Innocence? Check it out. Have you guys ever noticed the similarities between Spielberg, Hooper's Poltergeist, and Lewis Allen's 1944 version of The Uninvited? Stop. Have you guys seen the 1944 Uninvited? I have, but not recently. Another one of those ones that I saw when I was a kid, and I revisited it, but it's been probably 15 years. Okay, Possibly so you're not going to... I'd say 15. I was rounded to 15. It might have even been longer. It's been a while. That's the bottom It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> I actually don't think I've seen The Uninvited. Okay, and I have not. So, we can't answer her question this way, but we're going to continue on. This is what she says. Some of the ones I caught are listed below. While they happen at different times in each film for different reasons, the poltergeist staircase is sim staircase scene is similar to the one in The Uninvited. When Stella smells her mother's scent and feels safe, and conversely, when Diane smells Carol Ann's accent and is happy. Lots of frank, playful characters in each movie. <laughs> Pardon me. These guys are making me laugh. So yeah, Brandon's doing the two fingers to his nose. We're very mature. Let me say this. Lots of frank, playful banter between both adult main characters in each movie. Both main sets of characters in each movie project a benign point of view on the ghost at first until they learn more about each situation. The gnarly trees outside both houses 
that place some significance in the stories. Wow. The fascination with the youngest daughter in each film and animals not liking things at the top of the staircase. Wow. Interesting. Uh, there are probably more similarities, but that's what I could think off the top of my head. Both stories are considerably different on some levels, too, but I still was astounded by the similarities, at least enough to call your guys' attention to it as a potential comparison for down the road. Anyway, keep up the great work. Looking forward to listening to more episodes. Best, Bonnie B. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've done, well, obviously since the first season when we did the, you know, pairing them up like that so we could draw comparisons. Yes. So, but I, I miss that type of show. I was thinking of doing it at one point for this show, and I'll tell you what I was thinking of. Black Coat's Daughter and The Invitation. Because those were, and House on Pine Street were three movies that we covered. We got into spoilers and we really dug it apart. We have yeah. not had a show this year for a new movie that's been like that. And I think no. we should do one. We should well, do one. The Devil's Rejects. No, sorry. What? The Devil's Candy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's true. Devil's Candy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose that yeah. time because Devil's Rejects. I was like, huh? Anyway. <laughs> You're right, though. Okay, so at least we got one in. We're going to do it again. Problem is with Poltergeist, I always wanted to cover as a trilogy. But, I don't know, maybe you guys don't want well, to. Well, uh, I mean, we could. However, I think we'll be talking about two on the uh, 22 Shot Show, since it was an 86er. Uh, it was an 86er. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to do that, too. We could. We could. Maybe we will do it as a trilogy. Maybe we will, and then next the show after that we'll we'll do that movie, The Innocent, not The Innocents, The Uninvited, The Uninvited, and we'll talk comparisons then. Aha! So there you go, Bonnie. You may be responsible for uh, hooking us up with two shows just now. Well, so. I mean, look, we haven't look. We we kind of just go by uh, seat of our pants here, but I feel like in the future we're definitely gonna get into some older films. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think I think once a year the slash is over, I think we really need to explore some older films in the next few seasons to come i feel like our i don't know i feel like my knowledge in particular of 70s and earlier is not where i want it to be same here but i don't want to make it a thing like the slashers where we're doing it all no time. no no not every show but i would no love not even not even every three shows just once in a while just yeah, do hit, it. hit up some more obscure films so thank you bonnie because you got our, our gears uh our, our brains are moving and uh, uh, what's the expression? Got the uh, creative juices flowing. Thank you, thank you. That, that's turning. Good. Yeah, that too. Flowing. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Lyrics be flowing. I feel moist. You feel what, who? What like happens, Yeah. What's going on with your mic all of a sudden? I feel moist. Moist. Yeah, maybe we thank should you. turn it off. Did you say marron or move on? Uh, both. <laughs> yes. Boom. Okay. That was Next Japanese email. for move on. Oh, so sorry. Oh, shit. It's okay. Miso soup sorry. Miso soup sorry. Here we go. Miso honey. Okay. Um, okay. Here's a new email. It's, um, I can't even read this. Can I? Regalardo 0 Four. Anyway, hey fellas, Raphael, that's it, we'll just say it's from Raphael. Raphael from sunny California, home of Scream, birthplace of Sid Haig, and origin of bleached assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it I already. Believe, <laughs> I believe that, yes. <laughs> First time emailer here. 
I've been listening to your show since December. That has quickly become an instant favorite of mine. Thank you. All right. This is hands down my favorite horror film podcast right now. Oh, wow. You guys are really, yeah, wow, awesome. You guys are really something special. I really love to hear how you bounce off each other so easily and all your conversations and ideas thrown out. The chemistry between you three is truly entertaining. I enjoy all of your in-depth conversations and banter, but I also just like to listen to the three of you shoot the shit, too. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, really. Thank you. Now, now, my question for this email is, have any of you heard of a recent film that came and gone already, supernatural drama mystery film, Personal Shopper? It stars Kristen Stewart about a woman who is living in Paris, working as a personal shopper for a high-profile woman of the fashion world. Stewart's character is also in the city to try to communicate with her late brother, whom she made an oath with of whoever died first of the two would send each other a sign of the afterlife. Not exactly full-fledged horror, but it has enough horror elements with some pretty darn creepy and horrific moments with a mix of psychological and paranormal themes in the vein of what has been compared to Hitchcock that I'm sure you guys will appreciate. It's atmospheric, eerie, and beautiful, with a slower pace and a story that people may leave, either loving it or hating it. I was never a fan of Ms. Stewart prior to this, but she really won me over with this performance. This was also booed at the Cannes Film Festival, while also being praised by many other critics. For me, it's a solid 8 out of 10. It may be coming out to Blu-ray and streaming services, so I give it a good recommendation. I also left a review on the show, Thank you. Respectively, on April 13th. And congrats on the success of the show. You guys deserve it. I'll be, hopefully, sending more emails, messages for new shows with questions and conversation starters that I'd like to hear. Keep up the great work. I will be looking forward to future episodes. P.S. Sorry, not sorry for the long email. I didn't want to leave a voicemail because I don't want you guys to cringe at the sound of my voice. Hmm. P.P.S. Brandon, I'm rooting for you, buddy. All right. In life. <laughs> In life. Yeah. Jesus. You got a fan. I mean, I knew, I knew it wasn't going well, but <laughs> I didn't think it was this bad. You're the fan favorite. All you you never, did was, yeah, he is a fan favorite, eh? This, this fucking guy, all he did was act a little bit depressed one show because of, of, of freaking numbers, uh, which, and everybody's was, up his ass. It wasn't numbers. It was stress. Oh, yeah, you were stressing about the solo case, but I thought you were stressing about the numbers about them, too. Oh, no, no. Okay. I don't right. care about numbers. Fuck the numbers. You're Fuck right. Fuck the numbers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Raphael, thank you very much. I saw Personal Shopper because of this. I-, I knew about this movie before, and I almost watched it one time, and I-, I opted for something else instead and did not watch it. But this time I watched it. So I got to tell you, I agree with you. I'm going to say a little bit about it. I'm going to you know, act as if it's like a triple R review. I'm just going to, you know, she had a twin brother that died. He had the same kind of heart defect that she had. Bottom line is it was a great movie. She goes there to see if there's a presence at the house. And at the same time, she's making purchases for this Kyra, who's like a supermodel. She's in Paris. Little things are happening. She claims to be a medium. She says that her brother had the same powers. So there's that stuff going on. She goes to the house, and at one point, she does see some things. So there are some horror ghost elements. There's some cool-looking spirits, actually. There's this one thing. She goes on this text thing for like 15, 20 minutes, and she's being texted by a stranger. And you're this is where I can see people complaining, but I loved it. 
you're actually seeing the text with her. She's traveling. She's going from place to place. And you, you know, you see she has an iPhone and she's texting and she texts a little bit. Then she stops and she picks it up later when she gets off the train. And it's a stranger. She doesn't know what to think about it. But she's also kind of intrigued by these texts. And I'm not going to say anything because it's all spoiler. But this girl here, I think I asked you guys after I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart. She's, she's been around bo- for a long time. I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie before. But she had my attention from first frame to freaking last credit. This girl, I was completely in her performance and everything going on. It doesn't hurt that she's cute. But I, I, happen she- to fi- I happen to yeah. find that she's a really talented actress that sometimes just appears in a lot of movies that I don't like. Well, I mean, right away she went to the Twilight movies. Not well, not my. Yeah, but even tea. even before that, you know, early on she was in Panic Room, which was a good movie. Zathora, oh, was she? Kid, yeah, yeah, Panic Room. She was the kid in in uh, Panic Room. Well, that's the last time I saw her. So how long yeah. ago was that? You know. Zathora, which was a kids movie. Then she did a couple of like independent like comedy coming of age films, and then of course Twilight, which don't get me started. Well, what I never even bothered with them, and I whatever, I'm not going to. But I don't know. Now that I see her, man, I tell you what, she really blew it away. I, I, maybe I'm, you know, getting too excited about it. But right now, this is my female performance of the year. I, I thought really? she was tremendous. Listen, yes, well-made film. I think you guys will both dig it. This is the kind of movie, and I'm going back to what I said a few minutes ago, that we could have reviewed and had an in-depth spoiler talk in, as far as what's going on here, as our interpretation of it. Because it, it does kind of leave you, it, not kind of, 100%. I can see some people watching and saying, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand this and that. And I have my own interpretation. It's that kind of film. But... I like this movie even more than Raphael. I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Whoa. I think we're going to have to come back to this one on episode 41. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that I gave my grade? Come on. What is this? Hell, yeah. Well, we'll Well, think about seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, listen. I thought it was great. And, like, it's not straight horror. I mean, there's horror elements in here, but it it counts to me. It's very – you know what? I hope you guys do watch it and we do talk a little bit about it again, but – uh, I'm glad that um that he pointed this movie out because, like I said, I, I was going to watch it, then I didn't, and because of the email, I did. So thank you for pushing me in that direction yeah. and, and all of us, and hopefully yeah, these you. guys like it. Just as no, I'm looking forward it. to it because you guys have come in high on a bunch of movies, and I've been saying it even to this point that I just have not been blown away with this year's films the way I was with last year's. I'm not saying they're, they're all bad films. It's much a much more consistent year. I haven't been watching tons of shitty films, but everything just feels eh. everything yeah. feels like it's lacking that that small piece to make it amazing. Well, put your dick in it. Waka waka. Waka. I hey, at least it's a dick life. and not a penis anymore. <laughs> yeah, see, so I wasn't even I wasn't even dissing you. And no, I'm, I, I'm really enjoying this year. I can't. I remember. I remember thinking the same thing last year. But at this point, there was like the witch. Some people went nutsoid over uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I loved until the end. And I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to we think had, back. We had, think like, of... we had like Green Room. We yeah, had true, uh, which we left Black Coat's Daughter. Black Coat's Daughter. We had Before I Wake. I mean, these are films that personally blown away by last year. Well, Black Coat's Daughter. That was August. We didn't see it was that August. August. It was true. Yeah. That was August. We haven't uh, even hit that point yet. Yeah. So we still have uh, okay. half the year left. 
Yeah. Half yeah. the year left, and there's some movies that are coming out. It comes at night, uh, and that comes out in a couple of weeks. Comes nice. out in a few days. Comes out Friday. Oh, it's that. It's this week. Okay, perfect. This Friday. Shit. And wow. so is my birthday. Happy birthday, me. Yeah. What? What? How many? How many days? No one cares. Uh, the movie. When's it? <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> my my birthday is on Wednesday. Everyone send me uh, presents. That's good. Man. Send me presents. Well, if they can go back in time to this night, Sunday. I accept. Uh, I accept presents <laughs> late. You may. Chill. You may get a Facebook post. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll poke you on Facebook. Yeah. Poke. <laughs> a wave. A I'll do that new thing. A wave. <laughs> the birthday no, I'd wave. Poke. I'd rather be poked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me too. Okay. Um. Thank you for the email. Where the hell are we at? Oh, Jim K, our homie Jim K. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you guys. Jim K is Jim from Toronto who won the freaking drawing, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you knew this? What? What am I, and you I know? put together. I thought when you said Jim K, I thought it was the guy from Toronto. I didn't see Jim. No, when when we did the drawing last show, yeah. I said the guy's name was Jim from Toronto. Little okay. did I know until he contacted me on Facebook that it was Jim K. Hey, That's Jim all I'm saying. K. Okay. Did you know? Of course I know. You didn't know anything. <laughs> I want to know, know Christian. He's the guy's Canadian. He's acting hey. like he knew. K I... is a very Canadian last name. No, <laughs> I just I just assumed this, the way you led into it, it was the same person. <laughs> I, I mean, if, you had, if you had said James Ked. James <laughs> 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 Ked. <laughs> oh, my shit. <laughs> That's it. That's your song, Christian. We're going to sing the alphabet to you. A Ed, Bed, Bed, Dead, Ed. Fed, Jed, Head, Iron, Ked, Led, Med. Ned, Ed. Okay. Next. Anyway, I don't know what Christian's talking about. Last week or this week. What are you talking about? I don't know either. Like a fucking detective. You know the Jim K's Jim from Toronto? Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good to hear. Well, I'm just I'm happy because Jim K is, is heavy involved in the show. He's always sending us messages. He he was responsible for us doing our top twenty last show and everything else. You know, it's Jim K. So he ended up winning. Oh, I'm that guy like responsible for that. Yeah, Jim oh. K. Oh, that's <laughs> that guy. Now you get it. Oh, I got it. I'm just pulling, driving you nuts. Oh, you didn't just get it. <laughs> no, I was I was being a jerk. God, yeah, you are. Oh, you are. what a prick. Okay, Jim K. Let me get on to this. Jim K sent us a message, and this is one we're going to have to revisit because we're not doing this again, two shows in a row. So, hey, Dave, here's another one for you guys. How about a top ten list of the best horror movie endings of all time? Some that I thought of offhand in no particular order. Good idea. Anyway, Friday the 13th, Jason jumping out of the water. We didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. Okay, awesome. Take still, a drink. There. still there. Still there. The Omen, Damien looking back and smiling. That's awesome. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, one word, Angela. Yep, one word, penis. Uh, The Mist, the realization and the screaming. Awesome. Brandon, this is for you. The Invitation, the lights all over the city slash country. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. Jaws, Hooper and Brody swimming back to the shore on the barrel. Aye. Kingdom of the Spiders, pan out of the whole town slash country in the web. Oh, 
Wow. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, original, Sally escaping, Leatherface dancing with a chainsaw. Yep. Blair Witch Project, Mike found facing wall, Heather stuck, killed, and camera fall to the ground. Right on. So we get the point. That was a fun list, and I barely scratched the surface. I'm sure you guys will look into it deeper and come up with even better lists. So as I explained to Jim, I I messaged him back. I said, we're not going to do it. Episode 39, not enough time. We're not going to do it episode 40 because it's going to be a big show. It's a special, so we're not bullshitting. It's just going to be, you know, we're doing four freaking reviews. So we're, we're not going to be doing triple R's and, and emails and all that shit. It's going to be, uh, mondo. Yeah. you know, mondo. yes. <laughs> so episode 41, hold on to your hats. We will at least do 10. That sound good to you guys? Yeah. Man. I like that list. It seems almost I like. I agree. It's 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 a unique list. It's almost like not even the most shocking endings, but a, a mix of shock and a mix of iconic. Right. Yeah. What was the question? Did he say best? What was it? Yeah. Exactly? Be- Did he say best? I'll look back now. Some. How about just a top ten list of the best horror movie endings of all time? All okay. right. Yeah. That's that's gonna be interesting. It is. I really want to rewatch Kingdom of the Spiders, but I I that movie freaks me out. Dude, I know. I just saw a spider here a little bit ago, and it freaked me out. I feel you. And that was a small one. And Blair Witch, the ending. Did you guys know that Mike is not dead when he's standing against the wall? He's he's at a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? I only know that because I was on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my kind of girl. All right. <laughs> did you guys think he was dead? Like, in all seriousness? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was dead. You, I never thought dead. I just thought something fucked up for him to be standing there like that. It's, I think it's even scarier that he's not dead. Yeah, well, I don't know. Kind, but it's dead. kind of explained in in the remake, you know, like why he would be facing that way. But I just assumed he was dead. That remake, I really pay no attention to when still thinking about the original. Not I that I, I didn't hate the remake. I didn't hate it, but it's it's, it's not it's a just remake. A, Stop calling it a remake. Whatever sequel. Sequel. Stop yeah. calling it a remake. Yeah. Don't call it a remake. <laughs> it's an original year. story. <laughs> it's a turd. It's not, it's a, not turd. a turd. And it's, it's average, great. It's an average turd. I'll tell you what I like about it. It's a Cronin turd. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cronin turd's definitely not average. No, no, no. That's, that's, a, that's a cut above. There's turds and there's Cronin turds. Cronin turds, you know, that's... It's like a living more. shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it comes out like a living. monster shit. It's That's cool. Let's do that. That will be our new. That will be our first movie. Monster Cronin shit. No, <laughs> or Cronin about Cronin yeah, there it is. <laughs> Monster shit. What about the Chihuahuas? Starts Maybe right, the Chihuahuas. We're at like Taco Bell at the beginning. We're like, oh god, we gotta get out of here. So damn man Release the, wa- <laughs> Release the then- Wawas. Yes, thank you. And that's where the Chihuahuas can come from. It's a tie-in. Chihuahua, right. Taco Bell, and. On top of flying and biting, they can also shit. I kind of like, I really like Release the Wawas. I Don't think you we think have to make that at some point. People would love that. It would be a slogan. Release the Wawas. I could see idiots <laughs> saying that on fucking Facebook for years. Quoting it. Release the Wawas. Get the and shirt a picture of a flying... Yeah. And I, and I think a paranormal um, investigation movie set on Christmas so that they, they find a lot of uh, Christmas presents. Hey, speaking Fuck of you. shirt, <laughs> pimp that shirt. Oh, uh, that that guy Chris did. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a nice shirt. The new exploding head shirt. Yeah, you guys just did it. Way to put me on the spot. I don't, I don't yeah, way to yell at us, Christian. Sorry, am I really loud? 
You've been shamed, Dave. Yeah. I have been shamed. <laughs> he pulled that idea out of the sky like it was nipples. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what his name is? It's Van Sangi. Yeah, that's, I think that's Christopher. I think he's from Jersey. He's from Van Jersey. Van Sangi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Jersey he boy. Jersey? Yeah, he did, he did it for 22 shots also. Did a, he did. did a cool one for 22 shots as well. Yeah, you know what it says on that shirt? It says, the Band. best touch in horrophilia. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> Band! <laughs> what, what does it say? I'm sorry. Something about the number one podcast on horrophilia. Uh, he must be a few months behind. He's poking, yeah. Or he's just poking us bears, you know? <laughs> nah, he's he's originally from the 22 Shots page. Oh, wow. Well, that, that's okay. Yeah, he's a yeah. good guy. No, he is cool. I know. I'm just... So, Jim K, that takes care of that. We are going to get on that. Thank no, you wait. again. Yes. So, Jim K keeps writing in. Now, Jim mm-hmm. from Toronto won the uh, prize from last week. And it's the same person. Yes. Oh, they're the same. Holy I'm, fuck. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> okay. You got me again. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Ugh. I can't believe you keep falling for this, Dave. Because I'm used to dealing with stupid people all the time. So, I don't take anything for granted. And my wife always asked me this. She's like, how come you, every time you explain things to people, you have to be so precise and repeat it and this and that? I said, because they're fucking stupid. And if you uh, don't do that. You talk to them like they're stupid. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I never, I'm not condescending in any way or anything like that. I just say, so this is what we're going to do. First, we're going to drive up here. Then we're going to take a right here. I just explain the best I can. Yeah. And she says that I explain things that should be obvious. I said, no, there is no obvious. As long as you're not doing it in a condescending way and you're doing it, you know, the right way, I'm sorry. I just there is no obvious, only soul. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, I've worked in the. Joke. The jokes are horrible tonight. That's okay. It's the night's young. It's the new okay. low. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've worked in the public eye part of. I've worked with the general public for many years, so I just public eye. <laughs> public eye. <laughs> That's funny because Christian's done a lot of work in the brown eye. Yeah. <laughs> and you in the pubic eye. And he's back. Oh, the pubic eye. That takes it to a new low. And we're back oh. now. <laughs> Here is our voicemail. One of two, actually. We have two voicemails tonight, gentlemen. Nice. This is the first one. I didn't prep you for any of them because it's not going to help. Hello, hello. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on something. With the whole uh, the whole 4K format, I know since Dave is officially a Bluetoother now, you know he's down with the Blu-rays all the way. Damn straight. Um, I just thought it'd be funny. What do you guys think about you know the 4K format? Do you guys have any interest in it? Do you have you guys picked up anything like that? Um, what do you guys think about it? Me personally, I, I'm not really a fan. I don't. I mean, I'm not knocking people who do. That's cool. You know, people want to do that. It's awesome. I'm not really one to jump at the new technology. I wait a little while. But either way. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly content with Blu-rays and even DVDs. I mean, if they're cheap, I'll pick them up. I don't really care, especially horror for sure. Um, but the thing with 4K that I don't really like too much is that, it, well, it seems like it's mostly new releases, which, you know, is to be expected. But um, maybe if the format catches on in a year or two or whatever, they'll start releasing older titles. But most of them is like there's very, very slim pickings for horror. And, I mean, this is what we're all about, right? We love horror. It's our favorite genre, but... Very slim pickings for horror, and I mean, there's nothing older that I can think of off the top of my head. I might be wrong, but it seems like for horror fans, 4K is not as not as important to us, I would say, as the people who aren't. Maybe, maybe people just love regular other genres besides horror. Maybe it's more um, conducive to their collections, I guess you could say. But for me, 
I mean, free swim picking for us, and I don't know. I'm just not really one to jump on a new tech for whatever reason. And I really don't feel like buying a new player, a new TV, and all that shit just to, you know, watch something in quote-unquote ultra HD. Like I said, not knocking people who do that. That's awesome if people want to do that. But for me, I don't know. I'm not really down with it. But uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys want to pick it up? Have you picked it up? Or just what are your general thoughts about it? And how do you think about the whole 4K experience with the horror genre? So, yeah, guys. That's my question. Show's awesome as usual, and I'll talk to you later. All right, question. all right. Thank you, man. I actually, have, I actually have an answer for this because I actually just oh. recently got a 4K TV. What? Go ahead. All right. Yeah, and I a small one, like a 40, 41-inch for my room, and I was going to go with just a regular high-def TV. I wasn't going to get the 4K, but it was like an extra 100 bucks. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And they say that the conversion of the Blu-rays and even the DVDs is is so much better just by having the 4K TV. Upconverts, in terms, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the upconvert. So it's in terms of that, it's great. I'm not buying 4K releases now because it's like it was. I remember when DVDs first came out in the 90s. It was all the popular titles, and then Blu-rays the same thing. It's gonna take a while before mm-hmm. it catches on. Plus the price point for those are so high. But I think eventually, if this technology takes off and becomes just the next big thing, then I think eventually we'll get everything in 4K, but I'm not so sure. I'll I'll do an addition to that. First, and I don't know if I'm if I'm out of the loop, but everything that I've read, I don't think there's much that's actually 4K. I think they're releasing them. They keep saying a new 2K transfer put on on the disc because I think the source material at this point, uh, I think you hit it with 1080p. I think that matched. The source, I could be wrong, but everything that I remember reading about conversion of like 35 millimeter film from back in the day or some of the movies like Evil Dead that were done to like 60 millimeter, you can't, like they've reached where they can go from a quality standpoint with either um, DVD, I think more specifically Blu-ray, 1080p. Now with 4K, I think they might be starting with releasing things. To film it in it. Well, uh, they've been doing that for the last few years, but I'm saying even yeah. for doing releases in 4K, because everything I've seen horror-wise since a brand new 2K release. Which yeah, is, yeah. Ha- so, like, I mean, at that point, it's better than 1080p, better than Blu-ray, but it's still not taking full advantage of 4K. And yeah. I'm not entirely sure if that's just because the source material doesn't necessitate the, the need to go to 4K, or what it means, or, what, or if there's something else that I'm missing. And exactly what you said, the... TVs upconvert and they're doing a really good job at upconverting. So what's the need of buying something more expensive as well? Yeah. Finally, and- I think it's a dead. I don't. I think hard media, as much as the collectors are going to hate to hear it, is almost dead. And I think this might be the last, the last batch of hard media, 4K, 2K, 4K hard, uh, discs. And I think it's all going to be. That's why booklets are important. If they put booklets in those uh, those collections, I think people are going right. to want to pick them up. But without that, digital digital format is going to be probably the future. Yeah, I agree to an extent. I don't think um, I don't think you're going to see companies like Scream Factory or Arrow be putting out 4K releases. I think they're just no. the 4K releases are the mainstream Hollywood titles. You know, the new wonder woman the new spider-mans those are going to be the ones that are going to be coming out in 4k and you know if you're into those films and that's going to be your collection but i agree i don't think we're going to see 4k horror as the wave of the future do we need uh, friday the 13th 
in 4K. No, because even the Blu-ray, which I love, I love the Blu-ray, but it's, it's starts, awesome. it's, it, it gets, it, it, there's a bit of a wash to it. This is what Vince always says. He calls it a wash. It almost seems like it's been cleaned up for blue. And the whole point of that was, remember when you popped in that VHS and it, it just kind of looked gritty, it just kind of fit the, mm-hmm. the format for it. I, I think, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what else they could do with it. But right now, based on, on the way the movie should be presented and how the movie looks, I feel like we've, we've for certain films, they can't go any further with uh, like yeah. a, a higher resolution. It doesn't benefit the film at all. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I admittedly, I don't know a lot about it. Um, I used to be more tech savvy, but just rec- I'm just not at the moment because I'm not ready to buy one yet. I mean, when the time comes, that's when I, that's when I start researching. And again, I don't. It's like he said, I don't jump on it right away. You want to wait and see what's going on. Jason Lloyd did something on Bloody Bits. I don't know, maybe about four or five episodes ago, where he discussed it. And now, what I got from him was that you only see the difference if you have a 4K player, the 4K media itself and the 4k tv it has to have all three to get something and is it a difference he said yes is it worth the investment and what and how many titles are, are there going to be we don't know now hearing about the upconverting, see i didn't think of that because you guys said that i think i'm 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 more um i think i will buy one now because of the up conversion because i noticed i have I, you know, I have a playstation as my blu-ray player yeah. I had an old, I had a different television. It was a, it was when they first came out. It was the 1080i, you know, it was a Mitsubishi. They were the, that they, that's all they were making was that particular television. And I had that TV and um, it was fine. Then I had a Panasonic and I noticed that when I put a Blu-ray in it, that it looked even better. Same kind of TV, it was 1080p, so, so I expected it to be better. Then... My ex-wife took that after the divorce. She, I gave her that TV and I bought myself a new one. I bought a Vizio because I wanted because I had a friend of mine who he watches the same shit I do, loves it, and he swears by these Vizios. He says for the price and the picture, it's the best you can get. Sure enough, I bought the Vizio. Price was right. It was great. Came in, put the Blu-ray in, pardon me, put a DVD in, and it up-up converted the DVD to... You know, it looked beautiful. I've never seen it look that good before. So I'm a big believer in this up conversion. Not believer, but you know what I mean? I've seen it happen with the Blu-ray, you know, and with this TV. And I'm like, holy shit, that's really cool how it does that, that these DVDs look almost as good as Blu-rays looked yeah. on my old television, yeah, you man. know? So if that cannot up convert, and you're trying to tell me that there's more of this that could happen with the 4K TV, I got to say, I think I will buy one. But just for that reason, just for the up conversion. I'm not going to go crazy buying 4K blues because it's, it's like Christian said, how many are there? They're like 30, 40 bucks right now. If you go into like a Best Buy, they're super expensive. And there's not, there's not a lot. The new technology there's... always starts there. And yeah. Right, you know it drops right. Hey, bring them out because you know what that means? Blu-rays are going to come down even further in price. Oh, exactly yeah, what happened when DVDs did. Like you, I, again, if anybody could tell me that there's a 4K transfer of a, of a horror movie out right now, I'm interested in hearing it because I think most of them are two Ks. What is this one? This Texas Chainsaw one. I got this big one. I thought it was 4K. I remember when I bought it, that was like one of the selling points that it was a big. Uh, well, read the see. back. It tells you the specs. It will say, does it say beautiful 4K transfer or does it say beautiful 2K transfer? Yeah. See, and I don't know. Like I the don't trained know. eye. The trained eye would notice it. 4K. <laughs> there it is. It says 
Dark Sky Films proudly present the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in an all-new 4K digital transfer with a newly created 7.1 surround sound. So this you can see this is you can 4K. see Leatherface's nipples. Beautiful. <laughs> Falling from the sky. He's got perfect nipple placement. See that there'll be that one. It'll be Jaws. It'll be Poltergeist. It'll be The Exorcist. That's what you're gonna get out of the gate. You're not gonna get Chopping Mall or the no. gate. Or beyond the gate, right? <laughs> Any more gate movies? <laughs> <laughs> the gate too. <laughs> um, so the thing is, how many are there gonna be? That's just it. And yeah, I am a booter. I'm not ashamed to say I have no desire to buy DVDs anymore. I love buying DVDs. Still, I buy Blu-rays too. I want Blu-ray first, but honestly, I have no problem buying DVDs. I don't need to buy DVDs because I can get everything streaming. You know, there's there's very, very few titles that you can't get on Amazon or iTunes if you want to watch the damn movie. I, say I, still, so, I still consider myself enough of a collector that I'd still yeah. rather have a physical copy on DVD than the streaming. I'm See, not crazy. I'm not buying everything. But When I get into my house and I have my display, because I am a collector too. I used to be a major collector of DVDs, but now because I'm, I'm so into blue and I don't, I, I can't justify spending money on DVD anymore that I'm going to display all my blues together. So I don't think it would look right having some blues and some DVDs. and I don't that's know. How I just, do, that's how I do it. I mix it like that, and I love the look of I, it. Oh, really? A, a very rustic look. I don't like that all blues, all DVDs. Rustic. I don't believe in segregation. My higher that's technology. That's just in the past. Very I don't rustic. even put those dividers up on the grocery lines. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, one day I was checking out at the grocery line, and I'm, and I'm always fucking with people, like, you know, joking around. And the woman put up the divider, and her stuff was, like, way back. And I was like, I wasn't going to do it because I don't believe in, separ in separating groceries. <laughs> and she looked at me like I had six fucking heads. <laughs> She was right. <laughs> yeah, she she might have been right. She's like, why are you talking to me? Don't you know grocery <laughs> store? Like, he, he does have six fucking heads. They're all in the freezer in his fucking apartment. <laughs> Father, bring me head number three. <laughs> you got a separate apartment that you got like, fucking six heads in. We know it. <laughs> I got six heads in a duffel bag. Oh, Is it six or eight? I don't I know. I think it's eight. It's eight. Yeah, it is oh, eight. No, you're in that movie, oh. aren't you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah, should know. The, right. You should know. You should know. I wish I did have eight heads in a What's in the bag. duffel bag? Hey, what's, what's in the, the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. What's in the box, bitch? <laughs> Good old Clay. And you know, when it comes to blue, it's like my father started telling me when I when I reached the age of dating, the blues should just stay with their own kind and not mix with the others. So, <laughs> really, and it. <laughs> And it's like my father always told me. He didn't say that, though. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you show me a tropical fruit, and I'll show you a cocksucker from Guatemala. Hey, hey, George Carlin. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your awesome. father's George Carlin? Yeah, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> the Jewish George Carlin. <laughs> Is he Jewish? No, no, he's not. He was Irish. He was raised went to camp. I know too much about George Carlin. Anyway, yeah. Guys, if you want to hear more about that 4K, that whole thing, because Jason does a real good spiel of it for like 10 minutes. He talks all about it. I'm going to really, find out. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I'm going to ask him uh, which episode it was, and maybe we'll post a link here, or we'll say it next show or something. But It was so, it was so good. Dave can't remember the episode. 
Come on, it's Bloody Bits. They come out every week. Who who remembers hey. that? Yeah, what the fuck is Bloody Bits anyway? <laughs> yeah, oh, Jason, Jason's been banned anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't hear this. Yeah. That's this true. Is not, huh? this not, the podcast is on Facebook. You realize the podcast is on his network. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I'd like to go ahead and apologize for the previous joke. <laughs> I think I already have to edit you out. I gave him that option. Last show. Yeah, keep talking. It just might yeah. happen. Yeah, watch the listenership go down. Cut me out. <laughs> Cut me out. Cut me out. Watch okay. the listenership go down. What a cocky <laughs> prick. What a prick. Next message. Hey, guys. Travis Christian here. I just want to put my two cents on that guy slamming you guys, saying you're a shameful podcast. You take the easy way out. And he's so full of shit. Sounds to me that he's a little jealous because his little pusscast isn't doing that good. And maybe one of these days his little podcast nutsack will drop and he'll have some balls and actually be able to do a good show. But man, you guys do a great job. And your iTunes review, and that's, that's a great idea. I mean, it's, you know, you're giving back to the fans, you know. I mean, there's nothing shameful in that at all. And you've got one of the best fan Facebook pages on there, member pages there is. I mean, fuck. This guy's just a fucking cuss and a half, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and jealous still. And I, for one, as a member of the Exploding Heads Nation, would like to know who the hell he is so I can listen to his podcast and see if he's even worth a fuck or not. <laughs> anyway, guys, you guys are doing a great job as always. Keep it up. Travis Christian out. Awesome. PC. Thanks, Love man. it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Well, well, our I've... fans are not fake. He was heated. He was heated. Yes, he was yeah. heated. Yeah. Not, they're not fake. Right. We're not fake. Oh. Our group page isn't fake. Phone, I love the group page. I love the group page. Oh. So much shit going on. So many people being active in there. I, I love know. it. It's been great lately. There's yes. more activity in the last two to three weeks than, like, I'm not saying than ever before, but it's just that now yeah. more people are posting things and wanting people's response and whatever. It's great. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. It, it, I love it. I love it too. I can't. Re- sometimes, if I don't respond, it's not that I don't like the post or anything like that. It's just sometimes there's so much happening that I haven't been able to to go back and see everything. I don't think anyone yeah. has ever asked you anything on the page. Oh, no, never. <laughs> well, he's the ambassador. Come on, he's the Canadian ambassador. Anything Canadian has to pick on him so fucking much that he gets all the fucking pity. <laughs> Oh, poor Brandon. Brandon, you're great. Brandon, we love your solo cast. I mean, enough oh. fucking lies. Let's, let's yeah, right. Shout out to my boy, Jerry. <laughs> my grab-ass buddy, Jerry H. Yeah. And my grab-ass okay. buddy, Mr. Watson. Yeah, grab-ass and all over the freaking Facebooks. I know. Yes. <laughs> um, TC, thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, man. Obviously, I can't say the person's name on the air, and I wouldn't, and I'm not even going to say it in private. But I will say this. TC, you are very familiar with his podcast. Or her podcast. (laughs) I think her. Yeah, imagine if a woman did that, got all crazy like that on me. Oh, shit. There's no way. You fall in love. I was going to say, a woman like that never gets that angry at you unless you've been intimate with her. So unless it was my wife sending it or an ex. <laughs> Imagine if that's one of our one-star reviews. Yeah, your wife. Is your ex. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Wow. Well, 
Okay, one star review. Speaking of that, that did that that went down. As soon as all this shit went down, all of a sudden, we had three one star and one two star. You know, the one one star came from the, the terror threads, or or because of one of your guys solo cast. I forgot. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he beat us to the joke, Christian. For once, for once, I did. So obviously something went down. We talked about it on the air. I don't want to talk about this too much. And I don't want to bring this person up again because it's old news. And I don't want to get any more damn one stars. And But, oh boy, there's so many parts to this. We, our show dropped to a 4.5 out of 5 star show. It, it took a hit because of those, those ratings. But all of a sudden the last week, people came out in droves. We have 65 ratings now where last time we recorded, we had 53. Wow. So... Granted, three of them were shit. They were the one stars or whatever. But everything else, five stars came in. So people came. Everybody came to, to help us out. And we're back to being a five-star show. And I think that's awesome. I'm going to read these two these two things, or three. Okay. Because we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of iTunes uh, reviews, and they make mention of that. And then we don't have to talk about it anymore. We're going to read the other ones maybe next show or the show after. Because there's like five or six of them. They're really good. But this one says, you can do it. It was May 28th. By Dante Lynch. It says, Great show. Dave has sexy feet. I was paid 55 euros to write this. <laughs> <laughs> I could have written it anyway because I still don't understand the ending of House by the Cemetery. <laughs> there you have it. That, that's what he says. What's Can we get one? into the ending of House by the Cemetery? Never. Next show. <laughs> Next show, maybe. Uh, Banter and Brains by Muffin1408. This can't be our show. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Muffin. This... You had me at Muffin. Oh yeah, Muffin. Maybe they're talking about the dog. Take a oh. drink. Oh, take a drink. Okay, these three five stars. By the way, these three guys. These are all five stars. Thank you. These three guys all have some of the best qualities needed for an exciting show. Pardon me, an excellent show. Personality, entertainment, and information. They have a blast cracking wise on each other, <laughs> and their chemistry is second to none. They also are knowledgeable on the subject matter, which is horror movies, and they watch and review more than any other show I've heard. Keep having fun and screw those haters that left a one-star review. That was clearly retaliation for you guys exposing a rival host. <laughs> Listen and enjoy, and don't skip any entries in their catalog of shows. So, thank you. Hey, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Right. Yeah, awesome. And then another one that mentioned something. Five stars by Watch the Guitar. <laughs> Watch the Guitar. You know what that is, right? Fucking Psycho 3. Psycho 3, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watch the Guitar. Uh, ever since the first episode aired, I fell in love with it. I don't know how you guys do it, but you're all naturals at it. Making a good horror podcast takes skills, and keeping the listeners entertained isn't the easiest thing to do. But Dave, Christian, and Brandon do it effortlessly. I've, <laughs> I, I've waited... A long time to write a review, and after some of the things they've talked about, when they said, you shamed me to someone, <laughs> criticizing, asking for listener reviews, I felt the time was right. Five stars all day long for my favorite show. Thanks for the many hours of entertainment. Boom. Okay. Oh, man. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's great. No, no, that's Everybody... awesome. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, everybody came out to uh, to help us out, and we're back to five stars on, on the uh, on the podcast thing. So that's cool. So so remember what I was saying before. 
that there was a little incident before you guys got here today. Yeah, I, I came into the uh, the exploding headquarters before anybody, and I, I was I was cleaning up a little bit. I got here the, early. Is that why the seats are all sticky? That's from you. <laughs> Unless uh, I don't know. Uh, but I got in here, and there was a little bit of a break in. Luckily, I was I was cleaning the mics and everything else. I was I was you know testing, uh, trying to make sure that we can get right in and get the show on. I didn't want to be here too late tonight, so you know. So as this happened, listen to what happened. There was a break-in. I happened to get it on recording, so check it out. Okay, that was the beginning of it. The guys came in. And then it, it progressed. There's a little more to it. Uh, I, I hit the record button. I turned it off. There was a scuffle. I got into it with this guy. He's, I didn't body slam him. It wasn't a body slam. I freaking, I ran up against him and, you know, I put my body into his, but I didn't, oh, you know what a body slam is? It's when you pick a guy up, like Hogan slammed Andre. It's a wrestling move. It was, like, okay. it was not a body slam, but apparently I broke his glasses. They weren't even regular glasses. They were some glasses that he was wearing inside. So, but they were I prescription. Oh, maybe they were. I don't know. But this is the kind of person that would that I think he does wear sunglasses at night sometimes and I don't know. But is it Corey Hart? I, I can't say his name. Well, this is the only part I thought was funny was right here. The way he says the glasses. You just my glasses. <laughs> I isolated that part. Listen to that. You just my glasses. <laughs> All said, is that Andy Kaufman? No, this is a real incident that happened like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's a no, reporter. That's a reporter who got, who, what was it, a congressman body slams him? Yeah, it was a guy running for office. Yeah, a guy running for office body slams the, the reporter. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the fuck goes down in there. Oh, we're, 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 and the we're guy fucked, won. Christian. We're fucked. Christian, this is the best part. That happened, and it exposed this politician, and a couple of days later, he won the election that he was in. <laughs> it didn't even hurt him. I know, right? <laughs> competition. I, He's willing to fight for the little man and against the little man. <laughs> I heard this thing on a podcast, and I basically hacked it. I, I, I heard this on uh, on the Taz Show. Hashtag we over. If you if you're not listening to the Taz Show and you're a wrestling fan, you should be. But yeah. I heard that on the Taz show, and I got a kick out of it, and that whole thing with the glasses, I think, is great. You just broke my glasses. I've been saying it for fucking two weeks. I love it. <laughs> you just body slammed me and broke my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Who would say that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to end that on a lighthearted note. You know, a lighthearted note after all that nonsense with that fucking jabroni, and the, that's all in the past now. We don't got to talk about him anymore. But... Of course, if the listeners want to talk about them, that's that's their business. So, but anyway, let's get into the thick of things. We got reviews coming up. We got to get into the stage fright now. Yeah, so, man. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Stage fright. Boom. There we go. See you guys on the other side. 
Stage Fright 2014, written and directed by Jerome Sable. A snobby musical theater camp is terrorized by a bloodthirsty killer who hates musical theater. Let me ask you guys, have you seen this before? Yes. Yes. In fact, I brought it up at our show one time before, and I was so looking forward to this movie, and I remember being disappointed when I saw it the first time. And God damn, was I happy for this rewatch. Oh, good. Good. And and I'll say this. I, the first time I watched it, I liked it. And I came in with a pretty decent score. This time, my score jumped. Same with with me. Same with me. I I was disappointed. so much fun. Disappointed the first time. And I don't know what, like, I, because I remember loving the opening and everything else. This movie jumped. This movie is probably one of the best slashes of the millennium. Yeah, I'll tell you something. In yeah, 2014, right. on Banana Leisure, we did our, our uh, that was the first time I did a countdown. No, no, it was 13. Pardon me. 13 was my first year. But in 2014, bottom line is this. This was number 10 uh, on my list for my top nice. 10 that year. So nice. I was, I, yeah, it was my number 10. I knew it was on a list somewhere, so I looked it up. And sure enough, it was my number 10 movie of 2014. So, yeah, see, yeah. see, I did a list for 22 shots that year, but this was not on my list. It, it just, you know, it's one of those that just fell, you know, probably would have been in the next 10 to 15. But this time around, so much fun. This came out in, in, in 2014. Final Girls came out in 2015. Both of them are fantastic slasher films. This one actually suffers from some of the same things that I was maybe not complaining about, but nitpicking on the the final girls a little yeah. bit. Like no, there's no TNA. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of uh, like, it's a 14 a, I guess. Was this PG 13 in, in the States for you guys? Or was this R R okay. So it's 14 yeah, a in Canada, 14 a in Canada. Oh. So uh, like the almost like PG 13, but I'm surprised you got that because the, the killing at the beginning, and, and we're, there's not oh no overt amount of gore, but that killing at the beginning is beautiful. Yeah. It's Dario Argento-esque. Yes, totally. I think, I think that one of the issues with this film is that the kills start off great. The first two kills in the movie are the two best kills in the whole movie, and then it kind of settles down a little bit it's not a big body count in terms of the tna i can get over it because it is a camp that has young kids in it so they they you know they really i don't mind that it doesn't bother me because they have you know you see they have kids that are like 12 years old and up but but i think the kills start to drop off after the first few i mean mini driver i mean she was she was really awesome for taking this role because she was in Mm -hmm. phantom of the opera Right, the movie, the movie, and then she basically is parroting her own character, and that show. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I happened uh, to see that when I looked up the trivia. Oh, uh, see, I see, like, I'm, I'm oh. a huge, I'm a. This combines my two favorite genres of film. I always say I love horror films mm-hmm. and I love musicals. And Phantom is one of is one of my favorites. Probably my second favorite horror musical. Second, second favorite musical. Sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, right. It's funny that this gets such a low meta score and people are complaining that it wasn't it was it fell into the trappings of a slasher without parodying it uh, throughout. And I'm like, but it's not a parody. You missed the whole fucking point of it. Then it's a musical slasher. And within the realm of what it sets up and how it presents itself, 
if it's going to fall convention because there are certain conventions that we expect from a slasher. Now, you know, tits and ass are, are, are part and parcel, but it's not going to make her to say like almost like mirroring my review for Final Girls to say that. Oh, my God, I didn't have any TNA. I got to knock it down. I'm just saying it's a nitpick. It's not going to knock down my score, but a nitpick because that could have yeah. made it slasher perfection almost. You know what I mean? Based on the conventions. So I disagree with critics saying that it, it didn't parody or or. Or whatnot. It didn't need to. That's not what it was. That's Scream. That's Scream. That's everything else. This just needed to be a slasher musical. And it succeeded in being that. Um, yeah. If, it, if it's a parody in any way, it's a parody towards musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> towards sure that end that. of it. Yeah. Right. He's poking fun at that. And it does it in a great way. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what send up they're expecting because uh, I think they, they give you that in the opening. And I think it follows through. And it's it's. I complained about this in some other ones about the second act. The second act drags in a lot of slasher films. I found this movie managed to avoid that quite quite easily, and it does not drag in the second act at all. No, no, it no, picks up, no. and it has to me what's it's probably the the best kill in the whole film in the second act. With the um, the light. What's his name? What's the jerk? Yeah, Artie, name? Artie, the Artie. the direct the director of the uh, of the play. Yeah. Freaking irony! That was a great kill. It was a double. First, at first, it was the foot, and then he said, "Break oh. a leg," and then the light bulb thing. That was awesome. And didn't I already remind you of the kids from freaking uh, Friday the Thirteenth Five? The freaking ratatatatatatatui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you, you fucked up like again, him. you asshole. Right. Uh, a <laughs> couple things. Mask. The Bukaki mask. <laughs> <laughs> that joke we mentioned it earlier in the show but if in case you jumped you, you time jumped just to the review that bukaki joke is fucking gold it's, yeah, it's it a phenomenal joke and it it, it, it gets a, i was on the plane watching this <laughs> and i fucking <laughs> lost you know when i laughed out loud so people turned to look what the hell's this fucking <laughs> asshole laughing at <laughs> Oh, it's great. Beautiful. The mask you know, the mask is good. The mask is they they oh. they kind of set it up. So, you know, where the final girls, I'm like, oh the mask sucked. Here, like the mask works based on how they're, yeah. they're setting up the movie completely. What did yeah. you think of Metal Killer as a whole? What did you guys think? It. As I a whole, I, I I I love the opera ghost, but I really wish they had done more musical numbers from his perspective. Even though I know he hates musical theater, I wish they had done more metal musical numbers, like maybe even incorporating the names of the people he killed. And if people are confused, we didn't kind of set this up, but Sorry. the story takes place where Minnie Driver's character, she's a big Broadway star. They're about to premiere Haunting of the Opera. She gets killed on like opening night. Her two kids get taken in by the director of the... Uh, of the play and it's 10 years later and the kids are now cooks at the camp and he's struggling to keep the camp alive and he wants to get back to uh to broadway and they're going to do a revival of haunting of the opera at uh at the camp for the summer that's the Hoping setup so don't think yeah. it was in the spoiler factor that's the five first five minutes of the movie yeah 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 and, and i thought the girl... I, I liked i liked i thought the, oh she's she's smoking hot holy shit yeah. She is hot. The other girl's hot too, though. The redhead with the lips. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, even the uh, the mini other driver. one. Mini driver. Oh, mini driver. She's. I love mini driver. Wow. You know she. I think she probably asked, "Can I show off my body?" 
because that wasn't even necessary because she just didn't like it, you know, her bra, but her, you know, her abdomen. Boy, she, oh. she was like, I don't know, 43 years old. She looked like she's like 23. Her, her body was like, ooh. Man, she doesn't get any older looking when you think back, you know, to like Goodwill Hunting. She, she gets better with age. I'll say uh, one thing because we didn't bring it up yet and we're almost 10 minutes into this review, but fucking Meatloaf is in this movie. Meatloaf. Oh. Yeah, meat, meat, Meatloaf plays the uh, the camp manager. Camp manager Perfect. for the director. He's great, eh? Perfect. I love because Meatloaf. Because he'll do horror. He's done horror before. He can sing, obviously. And perfectly casted. I mean, he, he's great. Now, <laughs> tell me, in the opening fucking scene, he does not have a fucking fake mustache that rivals the fucking Sleepaway Camp fake mustache. <laughs> Because it's real later, but that opening right. scene, they either dyed it or it's a fucking, a, it, it's a glue on because it looks fucking ridiculous. You know, to me, it looked a little fishy. I, I felt like maybe it was dyed. <laughs> I, just coffee coffee. Coffee. <laughs> oh, so, I didn't mean fishy like the shape of it. <laughs> the shape of it. <laughs> it was just the way you said, I didn't was even thinking shape. It was just the way you look. I, I thought it was a little fishy. It was just that. Alone. Like they, put, they just put a Swedish fish on his upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Meatloaf's great, man. It's amazing that he could actually still sing. Because wasn't there a period of time where like he lost his voice and had to have major surgeries and stuff? Oh, yeah, I mean, that guy, right. that, guy, that guy used to put on concerts for like four or five hours. Yeah, man. That guy was no joke. Uh, he was great. And I think the opera ghost... I see what you're saying that he was a great part. It, it, it might it might have been better to see more, but uh, the showdown at the end with the him showdown at the end is fantastic. Oh, uh, it, it the thing about this movie is that it's you can laugh at it and respect it as horror and respect it as a musical at the same time. It has yeah. everything going like everything whatever they went for in this film, they a hundred percent nailed because yeah. Absolutely. Everything's right on, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the musical numbers were fucking great. Right, they were like watching. Music. Yeah, these kids are talented. Yes, these kids uh, are talented. Well, I, that's and where this, I wanted to go with it. Oh, sorry, Dave, you finish your thought because no, I think I cut you I, off there. I just wanted to know. I know that there's been some. There's been Cannibal the musical. There's been Repo the Genetic Opera. I have not watched them. Is this like them, or or is this like? I thought, know, Repo, I thought Repo was a mess. I thought Repo was a mess. I agree okay. with I agree with Brandon. Cannibal the Musical is fucking hilarious. It's got its moments. Uh, I mean, it's Trey Parker, Matt Stone, or no, I don't know if it's both of them. I think it's Trey Parker. I think it's I, I haven't seen and it, but it's, I yeah, think it's right. And it's fun. It's fun. But this handles it better. I, I think it just handles it better. I mean, this really is Glee the Slasher movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, oh, I, mean, I was never a Glee fan, but I love what they did here. From everything, from the setup, I mean, it did everything. It did the ten year, the setup with the ten year later. I mean, you got traditional slasher film conventions here, and red yeah. herrings, tons yeah. of red herrings. That's that was one of my favorite things about this movie is that it had so many red herrings. There is no way you could tell who the killer was in the first few first fifteen minutes of this movie. The groundskeeper. It was right out of. I mean, <laughs> so, that is good. so many. That's good, uh, good yeah. shit. Like, I mean, that's just fantastic shit. I will say, and I was asking you guys the question about the metal killer because I, I did feel that his perspective when he would killing, like, I took away from the movie. 
It actually took away from the movie for me. So that is oh. where I find a little bit, not fault is probably a strong word, but I take a little bit away from it because I thought it was, he, because maybe he hated it, I think that he, they should have avoided him having anything to do with that. And I think they should have kept the scene with everybody else and they should have just kept him straight as in the killer. Well, well, I think they were trying to, well, they obviously did that for comedic effect. So yeah. I figure go the extra mile. You're saying pull it back and I'm saying go the extra mile and actually have him do a heavy metal musical number. So it's funny how <laughs> that would have maybe elevated it even more for you. Yeah, but and- they kind of went right, they went right in the middle and I, but no, it didn't elevate it because I wanted it to go more where you wanted it pulled back. So yeah. right where it was, it was a little bit like, eh, okay. Yeah. And I thought it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I, I agree with what they did. Yeah, the Goldilocks. Only, the, yeah. the only red, the only <laughs> red herring I didn't like was the the character of was his name Joel, the one that the wanted one, to hook up with her. That yeah, the one who immediately takes a liking. Yeah, does her the favor, and then he kind of just like, you know, he kind of kind of like Richie and Mad Men. He just disappears for the whole movie. He's wandering around. Red herring though. They they were they're trying to do the red herring on him too. Yeah, yeah. groundskeeper. He was a red herring. Meatloaf. Everybody's a red herring in this because you don't know, uh, like what the fuck is uh, really going on. And uh, I think yeah, even even the the redhead redheaded girl. The, um, what's her name? Liz. 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 Silver. She's, yeah. she's a red herring because you know right. she's so competitive. She says her model right. killer. She's she actually, doesn't get the lead. She's actually a redheaded herring. Redheaded herring. <laughs> she's a redheaded. Herring. <laughs> <laughs> And how about all the references uh, to the Swedish fish? The classic horror films. All the homages paid. Oh, yeah, Yeah. the Hellraiser shit, the freaking Leatherface with with the kid doing his thing. Yeah, Uh, Carrie. 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 Yes. And, and, you know, obviously Friday with with it being set at the camp. And the opening credits rivaled, what do you call it? Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, they used the same uh, font and same shade of red yeah yeah they're big, big john carpenter fans and big horror fans and it shows it shows yes, it does it has all the the regular john. tropes that you yeah. would expect from an old school slasher like if you like old school slashers you should appreciate this some people i understand they don't like the music thing but if you like metal that's something else about this movie is that you can appreciate him singing the metal stuff because it, it's funny and it's cool at the same time you know yeah it's the, you're you're familiar with if you're a fan of that stuff so if you like old school slashers and old school metal i mean it's right right out of the 80s this takes all that stuff and puts it in there perfectly and throws in musical and i understand why some people would not like it i'm not gonna shit on someone that said ah not my cup of tea because i understand that but my biggest nitpick is it needed more more kills it needed a, a bigger body count we had eight eight but i feel like after yeah. after we get Kylie's kill at the beginning, and then we get Artie's kill. I feel like the subsequent right. kills, with the exception of Sam, the one who says he's gay but not in that way, and then turns out to be gay, with the right. exception of his, the others seem to be court, sort of quick or after after effect or cutaways, you know, too quick, not enough in terms of gore. And they had already showcased that they were doing great gore from the opening two kills. Yeah, and and I think the problem was that that's when he because the opening two you're not getting Metal Killer necessarily. So then when Metal Killer comes out, it's focused on the comedy factor of that almost, or on that craziness of him going in heavy metal mode as opposed to just being a kill a, a good kill uh, with good gore. And I think that's what took it away. 
Yeah. I, I, uh, I, okay. Okay. I can and see that's that. where I was going he did, with he, it. Yeah. He did have the already kill, which was great. But yeah, the others were very quick, and it's more about the metal. I, I get what you're saying there. Great stabbings, man. Great stabbings in this film. Yeah, even at the end with, and I don't want to say anything. I know we, I know we can spoil, but there's just there's no reason to, to say exactly yeah. what happens. And there's I, no I do like that. I like that switch that the that whoever is happening is doing this killing the whole time. There ends up being a final chase with the obvious final girl at the end, and it ends up being not who you think and not for the reasons. And that's not something you're that you're used to and then you get yeah and then you get another sort of double twist on top of that right and i actually and i actually like the fact that one of the characters isn't killed because it sets up like a really funny scene i don't want to say who it is but you know what i'm talking about with the carry situation oh right 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 yeah yeah, and then that that showdown between that character and the uh the other character i thought that was hilarious yeah, and you had a good subplots going on. You had the whole—I mean, there's a reason this show had to go on. It's almost like Sleepaway Camp, where the guy didn't want to get bad publicity. Meatloaf's character, you know, and, and him getting that guy—that uh, that guy from Broadway because he's trying to get his fame back that he wants. Yeah, had. yeah. He's, Victor it's Brady Victor, guy. Victor Brady, yeah. yeah. He covers it up. He just—he pulls the the phone out of the wall and he uh, he dumps Artie's body. <laughs> How cool is that? That he takes the fucking phone out of the wall. Where you yeah. used to seeing Jason rip it yeah. off the side of the... Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, it's really cool. And I don't know, when that Victor Brady guy comes or whatever, I just love his reaction of, like, he knows that this should be cool, but he also realizes the reality of him being at this fucking theater Little summer shit. camp, and he's, like, right. like sitting beside this old lady and this other... And he's like, what the fuck am I doing here type thing? But they, they play off of that. It works. It ends up working. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really did work, and I'm glad you guys liked it because I wasn't sure. You know, you never know coming into this. It, I loved it. I really did. I had I, so much fun watching it. Same here. I mean, I'm not, I don't think we're hiding it here in our description. If this came out in like '83, I think it would be on more people's top fucking ten or twenty list. I, I really do believe that. I think yeah. that it's it's just that it didn't come out in that nostalgia time frame. To I mean, when we were, when we were hearing Mad Men. And I mentioned this. I know you guys both rewatched it recently and both said you liked it. But when I hear it's on the everybody's, something not everybody's, but a lot of people's top 25 list, I just don't see it. I'm saying that this could actually fit on on a list uh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and merit it. And let's not forget this was Canadian. Oh, well, was, pardon me. Uh, was it now? It just looks great. I mean. It does. It does, yeah. I love the uh, the makeup effects. The, I love the mask, yeah. the killer's mask. I like the original killer's masks, and I like the, the feudal Japan opera ghost mask. <laughs> yes. I like the old school closing, the la- what happens in the last couple minutes, and, and you know, and then before it goes to the credits. It's, it's, this is stuff that you see. Yeah, that, it, I felt you know, like... Hmm. It's perfect. It's definitely old school. It's definitely what you saw in 80s slashers. Like people try to it, replicate it, that and they try too hard. This one did it perfectly cuz they they hit every trope right. They they hit all the right notes, but instead of just being um, you know, placing it in the 80s, they just they didn't. But they hit uh, all the right notes. No I don't know. I, I would I would I would have left out maybe not left out, but at least changed the way the the, the last scare happens. Really, oh, I, like, it, no, I it, like it. I like it's, it. It's picture perfect. It's right I out know of what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It is straight out of '80s. It reminds me of what one of the Jasons. I like, think the Jasons open like that. 
that particular ending, it's it's what I call the cherry on top. You get him in some slashers, and that's what it is to me. It's and a it's, carry ending. It's a carry ending. But I mean, and and true. Typically, there's a lot of movies that don't get it right, or or right. you're. I mean, it, it just worked quite well. I thought. Uh, hey, did you guys actually listen to the final credits or, or watch through the final credits? Because if you didn't, there's a little piece of trivia there. The metal singer, the metal killer, thanks you for watching the credits. He's, oh, he sings a thank no. you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's sweet. That would have probably raised my grade, considering that I said I wanted more musical numbers from the killer. <laughs> That's that's cool. Yeah, but you meant. I, I mean, I know what you're saying. You wanted it in the movie, but yeah, uh, I'll say all the performances are fantastic. And if anybody's over the top or anything, it, it's due to the character, and it works perfectly with. They're the supposed movie. to be over the yeah. top. These these theater <laughs> yeah. camp kids, because everything is so dramatic with them. Yep. So it's There's it's played thing. out really well. Did you guys? The first time I saw this movie, I don't want to say it was painfully obvious, but to me, it was obvious who the killer was. And I don't always say that. Uh, really? A lot of times, a lot, nope. well, I t- when Really? Wow. So I just got lucky nope. that one time. Because I always miss shit like that. Like like people are talking, like fucking Black Coat's daughter. I didn't even realize <laughs> the whole freaking cat and whatever the hell. I didn't even get that the first time I watched it. I had to, It took the second view for me to figure out exactly what was at play here. So I miss a lot of obvious shit. I'm known for it, I think. But this time when I watched the movie, I... I saw it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's who it's gonna be. Like, right before it happened, I'm like, this is probably who it's gonna be, and this is why because they're leading up to it. And I don't want to say anything, but so it's not painfully. So. No, I, to I, me, yeah, it was not, it was not obvious. I thought then it was just me. That's the fine. killer but, is somebody you can suspect, but there were so many others that you could suspect too. Cool. Well, I'm glad that I was one of the few. Because I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm fucking smarter and I pick shit up quicker. Because a lot of times I'm the opposite when, when I'm watching films. So, okay, so it's not painfully obvious. Good. I turned. I went to Fight Club with an ex-girlfriend. Well, well like it was a long time ago, and she had already seen it, but knew I wanted to see the movie. And she says like, "This movie's fucking fantastic." And then, and then there, there's a scene. Okay, this is gonna be a spoiler for Fight Club. If anybody's hasn't hasn't seen it that wants to see it, I'm gonna this next. 30 seconds is going to be about Fight Club and a spoiler. So they show the scene that uh, Brad Pitt is going up the escalator and Edward Norton or, or Edward Norton's going up and Brad Pitt's going down. I said, they're both the same person. It's a personality thing. She turns to me and goes, you're fucking crazy. And at the end of the movie, she wow. says, how the fuck did you guess that? I said, everybody's been going on about this plot twist. I saw the shot that he set up. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Wow. Uh, never, <laughs> it was just because, and I'm not trying to, oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Could you imagine? Could oh, you I would have been so upset. I'm sorry. Me too. Unless you said Me spoiler alert anyway. I was just kidding. <laughs> right. It's true. You could have butt in. Right. <laughs> End of spoiler. Right. So but sometimes. I'm not, I'm not trying to happens. say I'm smart either. I just. Right, that's, it's just the way it works. It I but I know some people that always, always see everything coming and they make. I'm not saying they're doing it intentionally. But when they say, oh, you saw that coming a mile away. I listen to some people doing podcast reviews. And they say, and a twist that you saw coming a mile away. And I'm always sitting there, I'd say, nine times out of ten, saying, I didn't see that coming a mile away. So, uh, you sometimes know. I see it, sometimes I don't. I still think it's the craziest thing is Christian, your friend who knew it was Roy. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's a Jason movie. What do you mean it's Roy? That, and that was my reaction. I'm like, what the fuck? 
fuck you, Roy. Roy. <laughs> and then you look at it, but you look at the movie, you're like, and it's so oh, obvious yeah. now. <laughs> so obvious. And I, I think I told you guys 14 before. Or, yeah, 14 year old mind, whatever it was. Like, I was like, yeah. this is fucking crazy. And that's what my father said as we're watching the movie. He looks over at me. He said it once, he said it twice. He goes, you know, I think something's up with that ambulance driver. <laughs> I, those are his exact words. And then I remember when he said it the second time, it was one of those things where I didn't want to believe it. So I was like, no, don't be crazy. Of course not, I said. And then at the end, when you see the final chasing in the barn and you see the punishment that this guy's taking and getting up, I'm, I'm, I, I remember telling my dad, oh, that's definitely Jason. He's back. You know, I was all excited. <laughs> Two eyes and all. Like it. It's a new beginning for Jason. <laughs> Two eyes and all. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I will say, she puts I on see. the fucking best crazy face. Back to our movie, uh, Camilla, stage, uh, stage fright. Her end part when she's in total fear, and I'm trying to be vague here because we're not going into spoilers. But her look of absolute terror in her face when she's on stage there, beautiful, like out yeah. of an Italian Jello. You didn't like it? An Italian, like, an Italian what? Oh, I like this. Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> nice no it was it was really good it was really good and you're right she, she great performance she was good camilla they, they, they're pretty much all solid performances you know just the right amount of you everything was just just blended perfectly for me doesn't always happen but this time it did and it seems like we all agree oh without a doubt you know when the nitpicks become wanting more of something Wanting yeah. a few more kills or wanting a few more musical numbers. That's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean there wasn't enough in there. It just means I wanted more because both aspects of the film were so good. Nipples. And nipples from the sky. <laughs> nipples in the sky would have just put this one to a 10 out of 10. <laughs> nipples in the sky with diamonds. Keep on turning. Hey, you're good. You're good. <laughs> nipples in the sky. Keep those on the, turning. Those are the original lyrics. I don't know if a lot of people knew that. <laughs> I don't know where they'll be tomorrow. <laughs> we wanted a musical part to this. Uh, Stage Fright also had fantastic poster art. There's a bunch of yes. different posters there. I found a mm. beautiful one that I'm using for the the episode art that I loved Sweet. it with the yeah. It's out the there. Knife with and the, the girl. Musical. No, the musical note. It's a bloody musical note. Oh, I like that one. Sweet. No, the girl with the knife is great. That's even great because it looks like an old school slasher. Yes. And he's doing the devil horns, though, in it, too, which is fantastic. Yes. But it, it looks like an old school, like, right out of the early 80s, like, Sweet 16, whatever it might be, uh, post art. Oh, it's great. I, I don't know great. what I had. I must have just been cool. in a mood the first time because I'll just say it. I gave this a 9 out of 10. Woo-hoo. Wow. Nice. Wow. I a gave, 9. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Wow, I give it an eight, and I thought I was going to come in the highest. Isn't it? No. <laughs> I thought I was going to like it the most. I was I, watching it, like ready to give it a ten out of ten, and then I was like, all right, I gotta gotta critique it a little bit and nitpick a few things. Just just what are some things that take it down for you? Me too, man. And again, yeah, and again, oh. I just wasn't a lover of that of the of the jump scare at the end. I get that it fits into the feel of the movie and the the whole motif of that eighty style slasher, but. I don't know. It felt it felt a little cheap. And I think that, yeah. again, I think they, they cut back on the metal killer. And maybe this is what's given the other critics the ammo of saying, "Oh, they should have parodied more." No, don't parody anything. It's perfect how you've set it up. Everything in the in the universe you've created, it's near perfect. 
I just thought yeah. the metal killer went a little too off the rails for me, and I would have liked it pulled back. I have no complaints. I, I can't tell you why I can't go higher than an eight, but I knew that I could not go lower. Like as I said, I can't go. I cannot go lower than an eight on this film. So I just remained there. I mean, maybe the body count could have been higher. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Eight, eight and a half, and nine. We all enjoy. I would. It, so. I would have liked to have seen Lispy. Lispy <laughs> get get killed. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that one chick got killed, that annoying girl. Oh, I couldn't stand her. She was so annoying. That's how I prepare for the podcast. Yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> that's what you were doing while I was fighting off that guy with the freaking glasses. <laughs> you just broke my glass. <laughs> body slammed him, though. You didn't have to body slam him. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Oh, he was great. <laughs> Back to that, right? Eh? You're in shock oh. what just happened. When something like oh. that happens and you're in shock, you speak so rationally and so matter of fact. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get out. Let's let's get on to the uh the triple R's. So that, that was stage fright. <sighs> stage fright. Man. So the JP's stage? not mad when he's yeah. listening to the Stage fright, eight point five. Nine. JP. Stage fright nine. JP stage fright eight. JP I, I, guys, stage fright. <laughs> I think JP was talking about the triple R's, not the main. Oh, yeah. I, I think it. I think you can see it when you download the podcast. What we're reviewing. <laughs> so we're the assholes. <laughs> wow, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> so last thing we should say, but we we sort of wrapped up. But I'm going to say it again. We didn't Fair mention enough. the director's name. So Jerome Sable. Oh. Did a fantastic job. He hasn't really done much. He did an episode of, uh, or a segment of ABCs of Death 2 and some TV. And he's got, um, he's got like an ep- uh, something coming up, but just this un- untitled skater movie. So, huh. but anyway, he did a great job here. So, figured it's we a Bam Margera biopic. <laughs> Actually, I mentioned his name at the beginning. Oh, you d- I'm sorry. I said written and directed by Jerome Sable. Music and lyrics by Jerome Sable. He did it all. Remember how long it took for him to do it? It was a fucking train wreck. Isn't that funny? Because Sable's a fish, and Meatloaf's mustache was a fish. <laughs> and we had a red herring. And we red had red herrings. Red-headed herring. This movie is full of fishes. And you know what the plural of fish is? Fish. Microfish. <laughs> Microfish. <laughs> remember the microfish? Of course you remember it, Dave. You probably. That was how you did your homework, right? Did reports. I remember. Yeah, I do remember it. too. That's why I told yeah. you. If you guys listen to the Freddy versus Jason podcast of TJF thirteen, I, my wife points out, goes, "What the fuck? Why are they using microfiche?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because <laughs> it's like 2003. All that shit would have been like, you know, <laughs> you know it all like on the internet." We, we like, gave you the le- the rest of our microfiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought Canada just got microfiche in 2003. That's it. That's what we got. You fucking skunks. <laughs> What's the plural of microfiche? Is it microfiches? <laughs> what about feces? Are we under the triple R's yet or what? Yeah, right, triple let's, R. Let's do it. Do we even know what we're doing? I don't we know. Should, we <laughs> should let Dave go first since he says he has about 75 movies to review. I have five like everybody else. Yeah, but one of them I... is seven movies in one review. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> I think Brandon and I have four. Okay, I'll bring up Hounds of Love. Okay, 2017... A cold-blooded, predatory couple, while cruising the streets in search of their next victim, 
will stumble upon a 17-year-old high school girl who will be sedated, abducted, and chained in the stranger's guest room. So, Hounds of Love, basically, you know, basically, why is basically the rule? <laughs> it only comes up in the in the triple R's too. <laughs> triple R's. <laughs> why is that? Because you're trying, we're trying to break it on down to street yeah. level. Basically, street. this is what it's about. Basically, uh, there's a girl gets kidnapped. Okay, um, her, her parents are recently divorced. She's not having a go of it. She wants them to get back together. Uh, she's a teenage girl. Uh, she's kind of at odds with her mother. She's like she's spending more time with her mother than her father as, as a result of the separation or divorce, whichever it is. There's some difficulty there. Uh, she sneaks out. She wants to go to a party. Now, there's a lot of slow motion shots, which I really liked. And I listened to another podcast, and Brandon, they compared this to Picnic at Hanging Rock because of those slow motion shots. Does that make sense to you? No? Okay. But but you know what? I wasn't paying attention to In terms of style, it might there's a lot of slow motion shots in Picnic, so I, okay. I could definitely see that. Well, there, there was in this. Plus, plus, they're both Australian films. Okay, yeah, I, I should have mentioned that. Thank you. Yes, it's an Australian movie. Uh, well, another good Australian movie, because I, I did enjoy this movie. I and enjoyed it, it, too, but I felt like it tried to be too much like Natural Born Killers without enough backstory. See, I don't think it needed the backstory. Okay, let me, let me, let me say what I asked. Uh, you, you go through your thing, then I'll jump in with you. Yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, they pick her up. She's looking for some weed. They approach her. It, it, it's, a, it's a couple. The guy seems like he's significant, not significantly, but at least 10, 15 years older than the girl. And she ends up, you know, they mix a drink for her. They, they try to, they say we got some weed. They, they bring her back to the house. She just wants to get some. And they lure her back to the house, you know, on, on these false pretenses. They, they spike her drink. And, you know. Uh, it's a cool up, scene, though. It when, is a cool when the, scene. when the drugs kicking in and Moody Blues yes. is playing. Yes. That's a yes. great scene. John and Evelyn. They aren't yeah. good characters. They're just I'll, I'll again, I'll get to it, but keep going. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, she gets sedated and then right away you see like a um something going on, but I guess the the hounds of love are referring to uh, you know, these two people, the, the 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 guy and his wife. And right away you see some jealousy from the wife towards the girl because, you know, she goes in this room and they lock her up and there's not abuse going on. They clean her up and everything else. Basically just let her know. Well, we're, there's not going to, I think they, they let her know it's going to be for a ransom, but they don't actually do it. They just kind of want to keep her to be a sex slave and do whatever. But the more you learn about them, the guys are real fucking degenerate. I, I don't see natural born killers in this at all. I see fucking a, a piece of shit guy in this girl. And, and they're a couple, and she's been with him for a while, and... Like Mickey and Mallory? Yeah, but Mickey and Mallory was different. Mickey <laughs> Mickey saved Mallory from an abusive household. And that's what John is supposedly did for Evie, but we don't get enough of it in the backstory. Because he even references it a bunch of times throughout the uh, the film about how he saved her after she lost her kids and all that. But the yeah, only but difference different. here is that we're supposed to sympathize a little bit, especially with Evie. I don't feel so much with John because they try to humanize them at times, but it just doesn't come off enough because there's not enough backstory as to what led them to this point. I think John's just a fucking psychopath. I don't think Evie was a full-blown psychopath. I agree, and I think we learn that as the film goes on, and especially towards the end. When yeah, but I, know... I was more intrigued with, with wanting to know more about her backstory than with Vicky because – we we get Vicky. She's a schoolgirl. She's going through a tough time with her parents, and you know she just yeah. 
got into a bad situation. We got what we needed, but I think everything, I don't know. Once we get to the house, I, I just, I'm into the film the entire time. I, I don't, I don't have a yearning for any more. This is a common thing though, that you want more, more backstory than I do. I guess this, this movie would have been, would have been much higher if it had run concurrent doing Vicky's story with Evie's story in the past culminating in ultimately what goes down because how it plays out doesn't give us enough did you see this christian no i have not so that's why oh, okay i talked yeah, so okay. much last episode i figured i'll just relax oh no me. i just, I just <laughs> I, yeah that's why i felt like the way it culminates in the end it's like okay i get it but i'm not sympathizing because i don't know enough i feel bad a little but still two detestable people Yes, they are detestable, and I'm just in Vicky's shoes the whole time. She's a kidnapped person, so, I mean, that's the story to me, and how she tries to outsmart them and how she has an almost escape thing happen. And, uh, you know, we get a little bit about the girl. She can't speak to her kids anymore and, and whatever. I, there's the breakdown in their relationship because of, of how Vicky is pitting her against him and are attempting to. Yeah, uh, well, he keeps he keeps that trophy book that he's always looking at, which right, which she hates. Oh man, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of subtlety to those two characters in this film. I, I which got is good. what I wanted. It's good. It's good. I, I wanted more. It's not bad. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I still really like the film, but um, it's not bad. I mean, that and the dog scene is just oh, that's sick. Brutal. It's it, fucking it, sickening. It's one yes. of the, it's one of the more brutal scenes I've ever seen. You don't even actually see it, but you no, know, you hear it. You hear it's it. It's implied. You hear it. Yeah. And yes, I agree. It, oh, it's some yeah. some people are gonna find that very disturbing. Yeah, it is. It's quite it disturbing. Is. Yeah, but I mean, I, I like how I like her the way she sets it up to to because her parents are frantically looking for her, and she sets something up. And again, we're not gonna get into spoilers. I'm just gonna say that it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable movie. I, I don't have any problems with it. I'm not coming in too high. But I'm coming in high enough. It's an eight out of ten for me. It's a tension-filled finale. I really enjoy the movie. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. And one of the things I pulled that I wanted to read—it's just a quick sentence on Simon Abrams' review. He writes for RogerEbert.com, and he says Young, who's the director, has a good idea here, but doesn't work hard enough to flesh out the whites, who are John and Evie, so that they're pre-Vicky lives are as rich as their current actions are degrading. And that's basically, when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I want to know more about them, specifically her. Because there's never any signs that he's a decent human being. I didn't see it in the movie. He can function normally, but, you know, that's just like a sociopath. But her, yeah. there's, there's moments of genuine remorse. But Seven and a Half, still a, 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 right high, on. a high recommend. Right. Cool. Well, yeah, so that was Hounds of Love, everybody, and JP. Oh, there you go. Hounds of Love, 7.5. <laughs> Eight. Check it out. Hounds cool. of Love, 7.5. <laughs> Christian, I'll you got to go next. I'll check it out. No, it's fine, man. It's oh. fine. I'm going to tackle a 2017 release. It was filmed last year. I guess officially 2016 released this year, and it's raw. Here we go. Yes. All, right. All right. I'll give you a synopsis. Here. 10 out of 10 from Christian. <laughs> French. <laughs> just a quick synopsis, just so people know. And we won't be going too into spoilers or anything like that, guys, because we know it's new. Eddie Murphy in a stand-up performance recorded live. For an hour and a half, he, talk 
Lillian cannot use the phone ever again. <laughs> you missed me, bitch. Delirious and Raw awesome. are two fucking fantastic stand-up comedy routines, everybody. Oh, brilliant. But we're talking about Raw, the horror film, originally entitled Grave um, by a, a female... What? Yeah, by a female director, wow. Julia Ducourneau. I'm, I'm going to I'm fucking up her last name. I apologize. I believe it's Ducourneau. I think you're right. Yeah. You're yeah, more I'm French not. than me. Now, what's up here? I'm not even remotely French. Young director, too. I think she's like <laughs> she's in her young 30s. Young, up-and-coming director. Well, so now, here's, yeah. here's a plot synopsis. When a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at a vet school, an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her. Done. Okay. Done and done. That's the, that's the synopsis. I'll say right away, I find sometimes it's difficult to judge performances in a foreign language film. Sometimes, uh, because you know you're 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 focusing on the fact that it's not in your native language, and and you're focusing. But all the performances seem to be great in this. I mean, everybody seems to be good in this. The girls, yeah, are good. yeah. Uh, Justine main, looks very good. Yeah, the main girls are good. Uh, I kind of like the opening is beautiful. Kind of sets up the movie. You're not kind of sure what's going on, but you know you're going to come back to it. And when they do come back to it, it, it it's great. The reveal there is great. Everything's right there for you with this movie. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. The thing the thing for me, and I'll just say it real quick because like, this is your review. Technically, no, no, that's okay. No, is, no, that's about. is that the movie to me felt a little too surreal. Like, is this really what goes on in vet school in France? Well, vet schools okay. seem more in depth than in medical school. I mean, I know, you know replace animals with humans, but I think that's the whole that w- they're trying to play with that as well too. And when you say straightforward, I know what you mean. Like, I know what you're saying. I, I don't know. It, it's not like um, I don't think it digs as deep as February. But boy, do no. they, boy do they introduce things right at the end that you kind of went, I hope they do a sequel almost. Like, I know that sounds weird, but just because of what they release at the end explains, you, you kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah, I'll it, tell you what, even though I didn't see what was coming at the end, it's right there for you at the beginning. Yeah. If you look close enough. No, it, it's, it's right there. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. It, no, yeah, it is. It, it's one of those things that you notice even more when you think back to it or when you rewatch yeah. it. And then you're like, yeah. oh, this is beautiful now, the setup. So I love that. I do love that. But that uh, affected my rating. That's why I had to watch it twice. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, it was just because is, of, we always do this. I did it to you guys. I, I know. Right in the last week. Hey, I'm hey. just saying. The first time I watched this movie, the first time I watched this movie, number one, I was grossed out through a lot of it. There was some things that fucking grossed me out. A lot, a lot of times, body horror just is not fun for me. There's <laughs> things that are going on. I was actually repulsed for a scene that wasn't even horror, but fucking a veterinary scene with pulling shit on a, having an arm up a cow's ass. I was fucking, I almost vomited. Fucking well, they at, at, one. at a couple of you know hospitals, what they call, people you know, did get You know what they call that easy. in Canada? It's you know gross. In, you know what they call that in Canada? What? Let me hear it. That Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have editing. <laughs> this is what we <laughs> There's vomiting going on here. There, I'll tell you some one of the scenes that were grossing me the fuck out. So the first time I watched it, I was like, there are some things in this film that are grossing me the fuck out, and that made it a strong film. Then we got to the end. Then we see something at the end of the movie, and I thought to myself, because of that, I cannot rate this film. I said, I don't know if this is plausible. 
that this situation between these people could have gone on and the one person never have known about it. I'm thinking about normal life and families and is that plausible? So I could not rate it. So I watched it again a few days later and I deducted that, yes, wow. given the circumstances, this is possible. So it ended see, up not hurting it. But at first I was like, man, I don't know if this is fucking possible, guys. But see, I see, I think I think I think it's beyond that at this point. I think this film really presents itself in a surreal way intentionally because they don't want you to really think logically here because there's so many underlying themes and I'm not even sure I understood them all, but the fact that, you know, you hardly see any teachers, and when you do, they're almost indifferent to what's going on. And then in terms of, you know, what the meaning is going on with, with, with Justine and this character and, you know, dealing with, you know, addiction and lust, sexual awakening, growing up, the whole idea of this strict vegetarian to the point of it, like, almost being mm. religious, and then her yeah. rebelling against it when she gets out on her own to be to grow up and become a woman on her own as she goes to college. But she didn't rebel against it. She was a victim. She, she was a victim, but it. she didn't want to. But then all of a sudden she gave in to her desires. She couldn't help. She couldn't help. And she, there was a point in this film where I was thinking to myself, I hope this doesn't go in a certain direction. Because I thought this was going to end up like another um, contacted or contracted. What was that movie you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, the way it uh, ended, I was kind of, I was ultimately disappointed in the way it ended, and I was like, I hope this doesn't go down this road, and it didn't, and I'm glad for that, and it made perfect sense. But I was so also getting tired of like the coming of age stories using, like, there's a few of these now. The metaphor. So I was getting a little, I was like, please right. tell me there's more to it than this, and I think there, there was, but it was definitely setting it up like a coming of age, like they explore those themes, yeah. but it's not all the movie has to offer. Whereas like movies oh. like, like you know, that was like the backdrop for quite a few movies and we've we've mentioned a few of them that you just mentioned a couple uh ginger snaps was another one that came to mind i was gonna say coming of age werewolf coming of age cannibal coming of age now i'm simplifying it i understand i'm I'm simplifying it but i'm saying i'm really hoping there was more to it than that and i think they did do that it's it's definitely shot as brandon would say more surreal like so things um things go very it follows it's very it follows to me the look of it the colors and the way it was filmed what is it? I'm sorry. It follows. It follows. It, 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 oh, it follows. So. Okay. The look at this film. Reminded me very much of it follows. Yeah. And I would say I did get a little grossed out. It is a cannibal film, so I thought they did things, you know, quite well. It's not a yeah. balls out blood fest. So if people are like, "Well, I got to see this movie," that people are leaving the theaters and fainting and whatever like that. Some people may end up being disappointed if that's yeah. what they're going for. It's done though. Like you know what grossed me out the most? Not the most, but. No, the fucking when she, <laughs> when she ate the raw fucking chicken breast from the yeah. fridge. That yeah. made me ill. There <laughs> like, you go. Like, like, that actually hit me harder than some of the other things to follow. The fucking dude, the, the thing I said with the cow, that fucked me uh. up. And the second time it didn't, just the first time. And this thing with the waxing. Well, fucking, I don't know. Oh, like the it. waxing scene was brutal. But it worked. That's what I'm saying. It, it disturbed me and grossed me out, but but good. But the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't want to say unpleasant. I was just like, man. But again, second view is what it's all about. Taking it all and knowing what to expect, I was able to handle it better. And Yeah, and I think the people who it. were probably grossed out by this film in terms of leaving the theaters <laughs> or whatever were probably more of the art house crowd who weren't expecting it to go so much into cannibal horror region how about the creepy carry we got a creepy carry in this movie too two movies tonight yeah 
right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was cool. Uh, but who else thought it was fucking wacky to see a, a doctor smoking? Uh, when she goes doc? in, to, when she goes in to get the uh, the cream, uh, or she goes in just to oh. find out what the fuck's going on with her, and the doctor just lights up and starts smoking, talking to her and whatever. I thought I was like, oh, yeah. how weird is it to see that? Like that was like even when they re-released The Exorcist in two, the two thousand one, and the doctor lights up, everybody in the audience was like, what the fuck? Because they had never seen a doctor <laughs> smoking in a movie before because it was like a new generation. And I'm like, yeah, that's old school. I remember this is from seventy. That movie was True. from seventy three. What about Inside? The girl smoked another French film. Yeah. Remember the nurse smoked? Fuck, I guess it's just a French thing. Yeah, I think it is. It's France. I think that's what it is. The, 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 fucking... the filthy French. What about... Yeah. Um, Those frogs. I thought, I thought it was places. interesting with the parents. The parents, <laughs> parents were at the beginning. They come back uh, later on the movie. But the... The relationship with the parents, the parents, like they literally yeah. dropped that girl off. And then he, the dad's like, bye, hug from the car. Inside yeah. the car, he's gone. And I love the relationship they kind of set up without going into anything. It's just right. the way it's filmed, body language, the whole nine yards. Like he doesn't get out. He's ready to go. The mom's a little bit more overprotective, but she gets back in and they're off. They're gone. And then later yeah. on, the dad doesn't even know if his daughter smokes. He's like, do you smoke? He hands her a cigarette. And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll have one. And I just thought there was a little... The subtle nuances like that were quite good. Uh, yeah. I'm trying not to be a sucker for the hype. I try not to be. But I think because this came to the film festivals and I read so much about it of last year and everything like that, I really couldn't wait to see this movie. And I admittedly, it's only one watch in, but I kind of felt a little disappointed. I'm oh, right really? there with you. I'm right there with yeah. you. I felt the same way. I felt like it... Uh... It was a little bit too slow. I felt like it was trying to be a little bit too artsy. I think it should have just gone more balls to the wall and, and gotten away from some of the, the more artsy themes and metaphors. And hmm. if you trimmed a little bit of the rave and trimmed a little bit of the year, you could easily shorten yeah. the running time because there, there were things that went on. And because and, people say, well, what could they have taken out that wouldn't have? There were things you could have taken out in this movie that other than the running time wouldn't have affected the story at all. I wanted more of the sister. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Well, she's a very like integral part of the story because yeah. it becomes a major yeah. turning point and and you're right. And it, it kind of it kind of just focuses on the main girl. Uh and I I don't I, I don't I won't necessarily fault it for that. And I'm I'm still gonna come in high, but I actually thought I was gonna come in even higher is where I'm going with this. And I think that's where my, right. my disappointment comes into play. I thought this was going to be the masterpiece of this year. I thought this was going to be my February of this year. At a first view, it's not. So we'll see if yeah. that comes later uh, in the year for me. Yeah, wait till the second view. Because I watched it, and then I said it. I watched it again two days later. And then I was like, okay. Because I thought that I was I was too busy being grossed out and questioning things after the first view. So I had to watch it a second, you know, to, yeah. to give it... Uh, you know, an honest opinion. And, you know, there's something that happens towards the end that surprised the hell out of me. And I don't want to say it, but the way it was set up with the two people being where they were in bed and all that and, and what was revealed and how it went down, that I was not expecting that fucking blue movie. I, thought, I was like, wow. And then after I was a little confused initially, I'm like, well, how come this person got in trouble? And this, then the second time I got it. But that surprised the hell out of me, and nobody's mentioned the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack and the main theme. And the way it pumps in at the end with the credits, oh, man. I, yeah. Well, that, that was a surprise pump because I didn't expect the movie to end there. And, right. and that, that I was like, wow, cool. But yeah. it's almost like now I want more. And I guess <laughs> maybe that's good because if a movie want, leaves you wanting more, uh, 
it's usually a good thing. I didn't feel cheated where it's like, what? That's it. But I thought it was, it was just getting to an area where they could have explored a bit more and the movie's done. Um, but this is an R. It follows. This is a triple R. This is not a main review. So I guess we should sum it up. And I'm just going to say that I'm at an eight and I even hovered at like a 7.5 for a while, but I'm at an eight out of 10. Fuck. I'm at a nine out of 10. I loved it. Yeah, I'm at a seven and a half, and, you know, I let me rephrase something I just said, because I just said I wish it had kind of gone more balls to the wall versus more metaphorical and deeper meaning, and I really shouldn't be saying that, because upon rewatches, the thing yeah. that might potentially raise my grade for this movie will be understanding some of these themes deeper and applying them more, because all this on-the-surface stuff, the the violence, the, the gross-out stuff, like... Right. I, it, that's there. I, I, I know. I, I accept it. I understand that. It's kind of seeing, you know, the, the, the evolution now. So I, I, I'm almost taking back that statement and saying that, that I'm going to focus more on the, the underlying themes and the, the, the art house side of it upon rewatch. You will. That's but I felt, but I definitely felt like the movie was, was a mix of both, which is, it was just fine, but it, it kind of at some point felt a little confusing. Like, which one is it trying to be? Like, is it really that artistic? Is it really that gross? One viewing maybe isn't enough. But seven and a half, you actually made me come up. I was at a seven, but some of the things we were discussing, I like. Watch it again, man. Got second oh, view. De- definitely. Well, it's definitely going to happen, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. I think I mean, the anticipation of this movie, everything I was expecting from it, I think over. that's why I think the second view, I think even some time to go by and then the second view yeah. will benefit. Yeah, the, the, I felt I felt victim to the hype too. I was very much looking forward to this one as well, but um, it didn't affect my grade. I just wasn't as into it as I wanted to be. February, like I couldn't look away from the screen. Here, I was kind of looking at the time occasionally. You know, like you said, some some trimming here or there, or some maybe some different scenes would have been more beneficial. But still, uh, definitely another recommend. Yeah, definitely the best the best bushwaxing. In a horror movie. Scene <laughs> oh <ever>. man! <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> yes. How about the How yes. about the dog going in for a taste first? Oh, typical. Oh, any dog would do that. I think they love that shit. Hell yeah, they do. That's <laughs> my dog. That's oh. my dog. <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. All right. So- all right, so I guess I should go, right? Yeah, you better right, go. This, this one's going to be a quick one because you guys have both seen and I believe reviewed this one already, and it's Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl from this year. And I'll just read the description from the B just to make sure people remember. Soon after moving in with her aging Aunt Dora, Adele meets Beth, seductive and mysterious, who tests the limits of Adele's moral ground and sends her spiraling down a psychologically unstable and phantasmagoric path. Oh, I like that word. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we've talked about this film and how the first two acts are phenomenal, and then the third act, it kind of jumps into this almost half-demon, half-ghost story. And let's not, let's not forget to mention that the third act is only, like, 15 minutes long because the film is so short. Yep, so yep. it jumps in. It, it doesn't really know what it wants to be, and it winds up resolving itself, leaving more questions than than answers. Now, Dave made a few points recently in a in a chat about one one thing in particular relating to a statue, and, and that actually helped a little bit. 
but it's still yeah. it's still still leaves some some questions. I want to watch it again. This movie I've watched twice. I I can I've, easily watch it again. I've watched, I've watched I've watched yeah. it twice also. I've watched it twice also and let me say the cinematography is great. The yeah. soundtrack, I fucking love the soundtrack. I love mm-hmm. this is this is my kind of music. It's a great movie. Uh, that, that, that's the funny thing. I gave it a 6.5, but I want to watch it again. I so, gave it a 7 and I'm with you. Yeah. And I gave it a 7 and a half and yet just that third act was so rushed and felt so confusing. But when you said what you said about the statue, and I didn't even recognize that, I looked into oh, yeah. it. Shit, it plays in very big with the scene with one of our main characters. The most yeah. confusing part happens to be the ant and the picture frame. And I'm being, you know, right. cryptic. That's it. The picture frame and the ant. That's that's the only things I'm confused about. But otherwise, just a beautiful looking film. Seven and a half out of ten for me. Right on. It's good stuff, and I wish the B was still around so you can go on the message boards and read up on it. But I think yeah. I can come to my own conclusion if I watch it a third time, knowing what I think I know now about Beth. Where before, yeah. I didn't see it as her story. I saw it as Adele's story. Now I'm seeing it as Beth's story, and it's got me curious. I still don't know if I can make sense because it almost seems like the, the last act. I don't want to say rushed. It just seems like things happen too fast that I can't wrap my mind around it. Or maybe, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, more viewing is, is going to help that. But yeah. I can't say. But, yeah, what I, I want to watch what it again. You gave it a seven, you said? Yeah, I gave it a seven. Six but I want to watch it again, like Darling. I, I, I almost watched Darling again the other day just to watch it because I've watched that movie like, like six times. And for some reason, that's a movie that I could just keep revisiting. I feel that way about this. I don't think it's on the level of a Darling, but I just – something about it, I just feel like I could watch it like – once yeah. in a couple months and not get tired of it. I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know. She's a relatable character maybe. And I, and I want to know what is going on here. Exactly. So. That's sweet, sweet, lonely girl. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. JP. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My turn, right? 2017. It's called Bethany. And I'm going to do myself a favor by reading the synopsis, which is quite long on the B. Oh, I want to, I'm so sorry. To, no, inter- I don't care. I remember you brought this up on the podcast earlier. You said it's a six out of ten, just based on the cover art. It yeah, can't you said be the higher than a six like out of ten. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it. it out there. I remember that. I'm just putting it out there, and now continue. Don't don't say anything. Just continue with it, and we'll go I from won't. there. <laughs> You're right, because I believe I have a pretty strong gift where it's ninety something percent accurate, where I can look at the cover. And tell you how high it, it's gonna go. It's ninety-seven percent anyway. accurate and one hundred percent useless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you listen to me and you watch the movies I watched this year and just the ones I tell you, you will be very happy with it. And matter of fact, the only ones that I, outside of Rings, which I had to watch because come on, it's fucking Rings. It, it's it's a franchise movie. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. And one other one that I picked because I was bored that night. Every other movie that I've selected on my own accord has been higher than a five. I have not selected really any turds. But anyway, let's go here. Here's the synopsis. Didn't you pick Christian to be on the show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a Cronin turd. Cronin turd, right? That's really what I was playing at. It it was supposed to be more playful than mean-spirited, but it came Uh, off very... (laughs) Okay, uh, Claire and her husband find themselves moving back into Claire's childhood home, only to leave the abusive... Pardon me, only to have the abusive and traumatic memories of her mother come back to haunt her. As her husband starts to get more work, 
Claire finds herself mixed up in a fog of past and present with a mysterious figure haunting her memories. What is this small figure that is trying to reach out to her, and what does it want? Okay, Tom Green and Shannon Doherty are in this movie, so I'm already curious. I, I confess, 90210 <laughs> was my jam. I love Brenda. You know, Tom Green is Tom Green. I had no problem with him. I was very curious to see Canadian. what was going on here. The, the, yeah, the Canadian. Oh, there's a Canadian thing in here that he mentions, by the way. He says that there is a drink called a Caesars in Canada. That's all the rage. What is that? It, it's a Bloody Mary. It's just we don't call it a right. Bloody Mary. We call it Caesar. Yeah, Whenever I, we come down to Vegas, it's infuriating because everybody's like, can I get a Caesar? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, Bloody Mary. Give me a Bloody Mary. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think the dis, okay. the difference is instead of tomato juice, we they, they might use clamato. It's like or or, or tomato. Okay. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Shut the fuck. It'd be, up. <laughs> it'd be funny if they just bought you salads every time you ordered a Caesar's. <laughs> right? Yeah, a fucking salad. Yeah. Do they do that? You don't, do you don't have to pluralize it. It's just a Caesar with no s on the end. Caesar. If the drink I mean, is called Caesar. Yeah, Caesar. I like a Caesar, please. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, try. It. What if you want more than one? <laughs> then it's Caesar. <laughs> Give me two Caesars. <laughs> Can I have two Caesar? It's the night of plurals. Yeah, what's the plural of Caesar? Oh, for fuck's sake, you two. Yeah. Caesar. I think it, I think I think it's uh, et tu brute. Caesar. <laughs> I think it's Czs. Czs. You know, you know what's even weirder is when we say Caesar three times into the mirror. And a big glass of tomato juice appears and kills you. That was a good joke. You guys barely gave me any reaction. Was... Caesar. That Caesar. is a good joke. Caesar. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, and then a, she- a celery stick gets shoved up your ass. <laughs> and then they snap it to make the noise in Mad Men. You know, when they hand the guy. Anyway. Can I talk about Bethany? Uh, Shannon was the mother in the flashback scenes. So it's not the lead. It's the lead girl flashing back to her abusive mother and ha- who happened to be Shannon Doherty who pushed her to do lots of things, pageants and everything else and whatever the hell it was. Tom Green was this couple's friend, counselor, I should say. And they, they were talking, you know, talking to him throughout the film. This girl's overcoming a personal tragedy, this Bethany. Uh, she doesn't want a baby in that house. See, I'm reading my... Uh, she doesn't want to have a baby in this house because she's back at her mother's old house where the abuse took place. So she didn't want to raise her child in this house, but they inherited this house. So they're there. So she's against it, but the husband's for it. But he goes off to work a lot. Uh, I don't like some of the husband's dialogue in this film. That's kind of a problem. Uh, there are There's some hallucinating... Some disturbing images that we that we get to see, which work out. The CGI is actually good. There's some decent nightmares. There's some good jump scares. When they're, the CGI is bad, they have CGI blood, which a lot of times is just oh, fucking bad. Just, yeah. just, just don't do it, you know? Now, Bethany, she finally crosses through. Shit hits the fan. There's things leading up to it. I, I'm leaving this short, and my memory sucks. So but there's some good lighting, some cool imagery. Uh... Seven out of ten, typical stuff. But so, so you're wrong. Uh. I was wrong, and you know what? Joey Infante told me from Death by Podcast. Well, I heard his review. I don't know if it's yeah. on Bloody Bits or on his show. It was. It yeah. was on Bloody Bits. Okay. And I go, you know what? 
I, I trust Joey enough to, to give it a try. And I think he might have given it the same thing, like a three and a half on his or seven, whatever it was. So I said, well, I'll watch it. And I did. And, and I'm with it. It's seven out of 10. So I was wrong. It's a shitty looking cover. It's not a bad movie. It's above average. It's nothing we haven't seen before, but check it out. Especially if, if you like Shannon Doherty and, and Tom Green, you know, check it yeah. out. Tom Green is funny when he dies. He doesn't mean to be, but. Because it's Tom Green to me, it's funny. It's kind of like in that movie where that guy gets raped. Uh, uh, here comes the shame. What's his name? Vulgar. Vulgar the clown. That whole scene. Because it's Dante from Clerks. So he gets ass raped. But it's not a funny scene. To me, it's funny because I'm picturing Dante getting ass raped. Same thing here. It's Tom Green getting killed. It's not funny at all. But to me, it's funny because it's Tom it's Green. Tom Green. Now, does he die by getting ass raped? <laughs> <laughs> That would be uh, funny. <laughs> I will. I, I will say, you know, shout out to Joey, because uh, Joey's the man. Yeah, he Ooh. and he's he does sound like Van Diesel, Van Diesel doing a podcast on horror movies. Van Diesel or Van Diesel? <laughs> Did I say <take> Van Diesel? <laughs> That's his name, Van, Van Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I only Van Diesel in my Van Diesel. John Claude Van, Van, Van Diesel. Van Diesel. <laughs> We're going to go back in time a little bit. This is an old, older school slasher movie. Uh, we actually put it up as an option to do for viewer's choice, but it got outvoted, and it is House on Sorority Row from, uh, I believe, 1983. For those of that you haven't seen it, it, it or, or maybe have just seen the remake, they, they do share some similarities, obviously, but it's a group of sorority girls who decide that they're going to stay at their sorority house uh, past the end of the school year so that they can host one last like party, like more like a going away party. Uh, of course, the the owner of the house or the den mother uh, has other plans for them. And uh, a prank goes horribly wrong, stupidly wrong, actually, but it goes wrong. Yeah. And of course, the den mother ends up dead. And I'm sorry if that, that it, it can't be much of a spoiler because that's the setup. And then, of course, an uns, unseen sa- assailant starts offing them one by one. Great cast of characters. The downfall of this movie is that it really, although they jump the characters around a few places, a couple of different locations to kind of keep things going. They're in a graveyard at one point and, and over there, the bulk of the movie happens at this house during the final party. And it's just a little unrealistic because it's somewhat quiet upstairs where some of the stock and slash shit is happening. Yet the party's raving downstairs and so I want to love this movie and I just kind of sort of like it. I also mm. find that it starts great with the old school black and white flashback and setup. It's kind of ambiguous. They don't really go into too much detail. And then you flash to current time, which is 83 and you follow the, the sorority house and, and the girls and, and everything I just set up. Uh, of course the opening of, comes into play later on, but they never really batch over the head with the story. It just kind of unfolds. And then they don't really, tell you everything and it's kind of left open-ended at the end hmm. i'm open trying to be ambiguous yeah well uh, have you guys seen it recently uh it's, the been last time. it's been a while since i've watched it about a year and a half this is one i i uh i frequent i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of this movie oh, i like it it's on a lot of people's lists as being one of the best uh i like it i just don't love it and the final girl I like is great you, daddy sorry final girl is great some of the effects are decent. Some of the editing is bad. Uh, so it, it, it takes away from it. Uh, and 
the third act, man. You gotta love that final chase and and how how that guy's revealed that that fucking shot. I don't want to say what it is. I think is brilliant with mm. with with the killer dressed up the way he is and how he appears all of a sudden. And then the final final shot with the way it. I fucking. I, I don't like the final final shot. And, and, and in fact, I love um, it. <laughs> I, I I think this movie's just it, it's a good slasher film. Six point five out of ten. Wow. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. It's a lot lower than I thought you were gonna be. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit higher than that. I'm, I'm a fan. It, it'll definitely be on my top fifty. There's no question. Yours? Who knows? I'm, I'm in the minority here. I, I a lot of people do sing a higher Canadian? price for this. This is not. I don't think this is Canadian. No, yeah. you said you're in the minority here, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a couple good gags in it. Head in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, that was a good gag. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> classy I, too. It's a little bit classy, but yeah. I feel like the end part under I don't know, it just doesn't it doesn't play out as well as it should. Interesting. It's clumsy. I'm, it's a clumsy. I'm still final interested act. to see what the rating oh. is for the number fifty slasher on our list, given the criteria that we set up. Like is it is a seven gonna make it? Is it all eights and above? I mean, it seems like I wish it was all eights and above. I wish I could have fifty slashers that were yeah. Like I'm I'm thinking I could have (laughs) I'm thinking I could genuinely have a six and a half. I think think this could show up. This could show up. Like I do like this movie. Uh, I recommend people see it. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually not. I actually like the remake. I actually like the remake. I think they did. I think maybe having Carrie Fisher in there takes away from it a little bit, and they don't. They lose some of the things. It's more standard, yeah. but I won't get into it all because I don't want to. Yeah. Right. I want you people to see the original. So oh, six and sure. a half. Okay. Six so and a half. My next film is a new film that recently popped up on Netflix, and it's getting just a shitload of hate on the B. And I, oh. I'm not necessarily agreeing with it. It's called The Drifter. It is directed by Chris Von Hoffman. It is co-written by Chris Von Hoffman and Aria Emery, who is also one of the stars of the film. Okay, so what we have appears to be a post-apocalyptic world with no laws, no rules. Everyone's out for survival. They're doing what they can for, for food, for guns, just to stay alive. We got, it's about two brothers out to avenge the death of their father who take up refuge in a desolate town that's inhabited by a crazed group of cannibals. Now, this was filmed in 2015. It took 13 days to film. Main character is Dom and his brother, Miles. They're looking for help when Miles gets shot and beaten by a group of thugs. What they do is they stumble into this town called Demel, and they're met with hostility and various psychos out to keep them there. Vija, one of the girls who lives in the town, tries to help them, but she has very little power over Doyle, who turns out to be the leader of this cannibalistic flesh-eating family. Very good gore, decent cool. cat, decent characters at best. Simple story, and I like the way the story wraps itself up. It wraps itself up very neatly, kind of all ties back around into scenes shown very early in the movie. The sound design and photography look great. The story definitely could have been more developed. We don't have a standout protagonist. That's why I say the characters are decent at best because none of these characters sort of represent the innocence of like that that once kind world that is no more. It's like everyone's like willing to kill and do whatever they can to, to survive, which I get it, but it's like, it doesn't explore any of like the, the themes like say, and I hate to bring it up because I know some people hate it, but like the walking dead one where, you know, you're trying to hold on to your humanity. 
Here it's just straight up violence. So it's really hard to cheer for anyone, which doesn't make it a bad thing because there's a, a decent amount of gore in it. That's fine so by you, me. Yeah, you wind up you for anybody. Yeah, you wind up just cheering for the violence without caring who's on the receiving end of it. I'm down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, given the the time frame and the budget of the film, I I was impressed. The movie it felt like a mashup of Mad Max meets Hills Have Eyes meets Devil's Rejects. Wow, sounds intriguing. It, it, it's, it's that, that's the feel. That's the feel of the film. It's a mashup of those never quite achieving the level of, of either of these films, but that it definitely feels inspired by these types of films. Um, I give credit to everyone involved in the making of the film. It's available on Netflix. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Right now on the B, it's got a 3.8. Wow. And I see people giving it like 1 star out of 10s. I mean, just really low reviews. I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. Especially from, I believe this is a first-time filmmaker. So I'm interested to see what he does next. It's very stylized. It looks cool. Yeah, this was his. Yeah, this was his first feature-length film. So six out of ten for The Drifter on Netflix. Huh. On Netflix, yeah. Netflix was the one when I logged on on my, on my PS4 to go in the other day to check something. It was there, and it said unable to log in, and I knew why. I just hadn't. Yeah. Done it. And I have not hurried back, and I'm not hurrying back. I have not well, watched Netflix for the longest time. They don't get any new horror movies. They haven't been any... releasing horror at a, at a big rate. And I'm not sure oh. you're going to necessarily like this film because, again, it's more of that um, crime horror, you know, f- futuristic type apocalypse yeah. crime horror. I yeah, don't know I'm if you're going to love it, but but I'd be interested to know what you guys think because I'm seeing these reviews, and it's just – they're tearing it apart like a, when i think of a 3.8 movie out of 10 <laughs> right i mean this this is more style over substance you know these this story you know isn't really developed well enough i but i like everything that i see on the surface and it was you know it was a decent watch maybe six and a half is a little high but i just definitely can't see people coming in as low as you know three yeah, I'll check it out if I get back on there. I think I have to get on. I think my wife watches a show or two on there, so I think when she finds out that it's gone, you know, I'll have. Yeah, I've, I've been using it for TV shows, non-horror TV yeah. shows that I've been watching. But other than that, the horror on Netflix has really kind of dropped off. They've just fallen. They they used to be the number one. Shutter. Or maybe Shutter it, just it could be. Shutter's been killing it. Although Amazon, Shutter and Prime both. Well, straight up. Well, pri- no, but I heard Prime was taking that stance on horror, or Amazon was taking that stance on horror. So I thought maybe they're pushing it over. Netflix always had like, I mean, fuck, they had Human Centipede. I'm like, fuck, that's mainstreamed out there for people to see. I was a little surprised by that, but right, and it was going that way. But ever since Shutter, I really go, I don't go to my Netflix for horror movies much anymore. I go right yeah. to Shutter. Me too. Yeah, it's Shutter and Prime. Prime still has its share. They really do. It's, it's especially it's like especially this, these very independent films on on Prime. Yeah, but they're still there. But it's like yeah. seventy thirty, and then maybe I shouldn't even say that. I should say sixty thirty and ten percent on Hulu. Shutter. Uh, I just wish are... would, would would release exclusives more more often. Yeah, but they've all been pretty solid. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, is it mine? Am I up or is it You're Christian? Up. You're up. I'm up. Okay, this is a Christian movie that he's been talking about. He's been talking about it on the is show. Kirk Cam- talk- is Kirk Cameron in it? Nope. Nope. So you said not. it's a Christian movie. Oh, I meant Cronin turd. Sorry. This is a Cronin turd movie. <laughs> I love my nickname. <laughs> See? You're getting used to it, aren't you? I love my 
Uh, this movie, and, and I think, I don't know if you put it on the, on the uh, it was on the group page, he talked about it, and we, he said it was hard to find. And then somehow I stumbled across it on YouTube, and it's The Night Brings Charlie. Had to watch it, had to see what the stink was all about, because Christian was talking it up a little bit. He was saying, I, I remember. I was, and then I watched it again, or I found the YouTube clip uh, of the movie, and I started watching it again, I'm like, ooh. So you didn't finish. I watched it all. No, I, I it? didn't have a chance to finish, but I, I watched okay. it again. And, I, and the memories came back, but I'm like, ooh, this is way lower budgeted than I remember. But it was a it was a late to the game, low budget yeah. movie. Slasher film. It's low budget. Yes. It was late to the game. Y- yes. Uh, but there's some interesting things here. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's some, some things that are so bad in a way. It's like a not as good version, and I don't even want to say that because I love it. It's has a slaughter high thing where where some of it I can laugh at it being so bad it's good, but other stuff is really cool in the same film, and that's hard to do. They do they don't do it on the level at all of a slaughter high, but there's some things here that are cool. And here's what's funny: when somebody gets caught, when they finally track down the killer, <laughs> the guy talks to him and he goes. Well, why? They were questioning him, this and that. And the guy said, he goes, you just move faster than I anticipated. <laughs> Talking about the guys that were on his tail. He was like, well, you move faster than I anticipated. <laughs> so they were just response. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, there's kind of a cool kill towards the end, but not gory, but cool. There's a decent reveal. There's a deformed killer. So, I mean, that, that, that that's going to be scary to me. You know, um... There's some 90210 type stuff going on here. The way it looks is kind of like 90210. They kind of have a seriousness to it with the music like you would see in 90210, which is weird, but it's true. I mean, there's a final girl being stalked. There's action between a cop and a doctor trying to figure things out. I mean, it's one. there's a funny part. The girl says, I got to pee, and then she grabs her crotch. I mean, it's just <laughs> this, this stuff had to have been done on purpose. You know, I'm... Uh, there's a guy crying that looks like he's laughing. So it's a matter, it's a, it's a bad acting going on. Uh, but for some reason, I, I cannot not recommend it. I think people that are on this trip with us that want to see all these slashers this year should check this out on YouTube. There's something to it. Uh, the long and opening credits are serious. It was funny. I mean, I, I don't know. There was a guy screaming like a chick in the beginning. Something happened. Did you get to that part that was in the beginning? Did you see that part? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the? So, I mean, there was a throat slit. Then there's a ridiculous mask. There's just, I'm just reading my notes, and there's just a, a lot of weirdness going on here. And But because there's some better attempts at gore towards the end, in the beginning, there's no gore. It's like straight-up cutaways. You're like, ah, shit. Am I watching a TV yeah. movie here? You know, but there's... <laughs> Better attempts at it towards the end. Um, ultimately, the people of Pokoye deserve better than this. That's the line <laughs> towards the end of the movie, which is good. But I do recommend people see this movie if they haven't seen it. It's just a movie that if you're a slasher fan, it's something to say that you've seen. Completist. I'm going to give it a... Yeah. What's that? If you want to be a slasher film completist, you yeah, got to check it's it out. Yeah, it's worth it. You should check it out because it's not. if it was a 4 out of 10, I'd say don't bother. You know, even if you want to be a completist. But there's something about this film. I would watch it with friends. I would have a few drinks and have fun with it. It you takes know. place during the Vietnam War, right? Uh, no, maybe. he's making a Charlie joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, it does not. It's like I knew where he was going. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Christian. The night brings Charlie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's six and a half out of ten. Go on YouTube and, and check it out. I have some cool. fun with it. I did put yeah. the link in that picture. That uh, I put the link in Good. there. Uh, that's. Uh, it's funny. The director is Tom Logan. I don't think he has anything to do with with the sequel, but the writer is actually on Facebook. I think I've linked with him friends wise i don't know if he's on our a group page yet and he's trying to get charlie returns or something like that like a part two yeah he's still trying to get that done like a gofundme awesome. or like a, a follow-up to it for sure cool i'll tell you do you remember something towards the end the interesting kill involving fire do you remember how that was set up or no uh, it was kind of cool it was kind of cool and kind of coincidental but it's something to see i don't know i, didn't see it. I thought it was well I, again i do remember being intrigued by it enough that it stuck in my head that I'm like, I, I like this. It's like, a, you know, I think I went blind. I rented it blindly. I thought the cover art was kind of cool. Brought it home, watched it, said, hey, I kind of liked it. Probably watched it like a couple more times and that was it. Do you remember what the killer looks like? The fucking bag on his yeah. head and goggles? The tree, sur- <laughs> the tree surgeon uh, outfit. Yeah. Yes, I mean. At least they you, tried. With a, You know a- who the killer is. Right off, they show you what the killer looks like. Granted, later on, there's a twist to it, but you see the killer with this fucking this bag on his head and these goggles, and he's a tree surgeon, right? And it's like, so this guy went about, I guess maybe you can get away with it, because if you're working on trees, your face has to be protected. So nobody cared. I mean, we find out later that he's deformed. That's why he was covered up. So, but maybe that's why I took the job. I don't How come know, the Keebler could... elves are never wearing anything over their face? They work in a tree. Oh, yeah. Um, Keebler, you have to ask them, I guess. I am doing, because I, I ended up watching a shitload of 86 films. My next two are actually 86 films. But the first one I'm going to talk about is Wes Craven's Deadly Friend. Boom. Basketball scene. <laughs> and that's the standard of the movie. BB. Yes. Everything else about this movie blows. 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 I'm Not good, but I don't know if I'd say blows. But no, okay. this movie blows. The Hills of Ice <laughs> 2, and it's better than this. And oh, God. What? The Hills of Ice 2 is better than Deadly Friend. <laughs> by fucking wow. fuck. I, I know, and The Hills of Ice 2 sucks, in case anybody's oh, wondering. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boy, it does it. The dog yeah. flashback. This, the dog flashback is fucking brilliant. That's masterpiece. <laughs> so... This, I'd say, is going to be one of the few films I'm going to give the Plan 9 of Outer Space Award. Now, I like Plan 9 from Outer Space. I mean, we were talking about it in our 50 Worst right. Films list last week in, in what or last episode. But this movie is totally filled. Watch it again. Just watch it again. It's filled with horrible, laughable stereotypes. And I called it a craven turd. So you guys call me Cronin turd? This is a craven turd through and through. This is the Too movie soon. that you're going to be like, this is too soon. <laughs> this is the guy that directed Scream. This is the guy that came up with Nightmare on Elm Street. The guy had some masterful ideas, but when he fucking blew, he blew huge. Like it, it was horrible. Like I said, like just when cocks. I put these, I gotta put he, this movie's a big giant cock, and it, it was blown. So he, we've got a Freddy daddy, and if if fucking uh, what's her face's dad does not come across as just like Robert Englund wanna be Freddy then I don't know what you think. There's nightmare sequences for no fucking reason in this movie. Well, the reason was this. Hey, producers, uh, Wes, you can make this movie, but you got to fucking fill it with nightmare sequences. Okay. That's the reason why. Um, 
I don't know. I love how I have to juice up my notes. Stupefying story turns and an yeah. unbelievable ending that actually needs to, well, be, be seen, seen to be to believed. Be yeah. Ah. Yeah. You know where that ending is. <laughs> Fucking BB my balls. That It's just brutal. I mean, it, it does contain cinema's only decapitation by basketball, so it's not a total loss. Uh, but the most laughable sequence and I put sequence is because it's actually com- combination is at the end when <laughs> Sam fucking dives out of the window to attack the friend only the minutes later to be appearing out of Freddy's shadow and have her say beep beep before she attacks a biker dude. And then let's not forget her slow-mo BB run toward towards the camera as she takes out the cop. This movie is if Royce Craven didn't have his fucking name on it, I, I think and the fact that he has his name on it even makes it worse. I think I actually came in really low here because I think this rating really reserved is reserved for the really bad movies. I actually put a two out of 10, but I actually think oh. I would say Whoa. that I'd actually say it's a three out of 10. I, I think it's right up there. I think this is a high budget turd. It's just fucking horrible movie. Oh, a Craven. I will turd. say I'll say three out of 10. All right, we should do a commentary on it. <laughs> that would be fun. We really, or we you and Vince really should. <laughs> oh, Vince and I will have to probably tackle this at some point. It is. <laughs> nice. it, I mean, it's it's so bat fucking shit crazy and so unbelievably stupid that you can't take your eyes off of it. So for that, it, <laughs> oh. it's entertaining, but it, it it deserves to be on that fifty worst list in a sense. Fuck. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, well, I guess it not, according to Brandon's, like the way Brandon looks at it, because you're not going to turn it off. You'll want to see how this plays out. Then you'll wish you turned yeah. it off. Now I can't All wait right. to watch it again. It's been a while. I'll do I, it, I just, but I, I won't just do made it, it I just made it very easy for you guys to love it more now. <laughs> you will. You I, will wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I love it, but I, I, don't remember be, I don't remember being as low as a three. I don't either. I, I figured bad, but not that bad. So I'm curious. And almost a two. The way he was talking. Yeah. All right. Next movie I'm going to do. I once again believe. I know Dave, you did it. I'm not sure if Christian saw it. I can't remember. My memory Dig sucks. Dig Two Graves? Is that Dig it? Dig Two Graves. Yeah, we both did it now. Yeah. We both did it. Okay. So I'll just read the description from the B and then give my thoughts. A girl's obsession with her brother's disappearance leads her on a nightmarish journey through a small town's gothic landscape where she is faced with a deadly proposition. How far will she go to save the people she loves? Okay, so this story here is told through two parallel time frames. We have Adam's brother, Ted Levine, as one of the stars. Insert laugh <laughs> there. True? Yeah, I was going to say, that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I was on mute. Uh, I was on mute, oh, so I was okay, laughing. Okay. I was laughing. I'm like, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> I looked at my phone for a second. I heard a fucking thing, and I, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I missed no, a joke. Yeah. No, bad. it was funny. Uh, Ted, Ted Levine, of course, Buffalo Bill, and from Monk. Yeah, so we got the so we got the storyline going on with when he was a deputy and something that happened with him and the sheriff compared to the current day where his granddaughter, Jake, and her brother go out cliff diving. She chickens out, he jumps, and then all of a sudden he disappears, like nowhere to be found. They just presume he's dead and you know, the, the current took him or whatever or you know, the, the quarry, whatever it is that they're in. Now, I love the look of this film. I love the relationship between Ted Levine and the Jake character played by Samantha Eisler. Great on-screen chemistry. 
some real touching moments in this film. I think um, what confused me a little bit about this film was was the three gypsy storyline. I didn't understand if some of the things going on with them was supernatural or actually stuff that exists in gypsy culture or believed to be, to exist in gypsy culture. You know, with all these rituals going on, you got the scene with the mother where she seems to be miscarrying the baby. You have the scene with the snake. And then ultimately you have the end scene. You know, how do you interpret that? Does it have anything to do with the gypsies or is it more of just like a, here's a happy ending? I wish I remembered. I don't remember shit. Even when I reviewed this movie, I didn't remember shit about it. So I don't oh, know. See, I remembered. I actually really enjoyed it. I just, I just got confused by some of the, the, the supernatural takes on it. Cause it, there were definitely some parts that seem supernatural, but I wasn't completely sure how to, how to interpret it. But overall, uh, the film is the film is great. You know, the the character of Jake, she's basically offered the opportunity by these three gypsies to bring her brother back from the dead if she's willing to kill one of her other friends. That's what. Okay. It's a good yeah. premise. I haven't seen this movie. I, I think you said what? I did. No, I didn't see this. Oh, you haven't I'm seen not, it? Okay. I remember you. Are you serious? Why am I fucking losing my you mind? You should check okay. it out. It, it's beautifully shot. It's It's got... It it tries to be like a really clever twist at the end, but it's it's really not that clever because it's it's pretty obvious and you you kind of understand the character enough that it's really shouldn't be that shocking or anything. But but once again, Ted Levine, Samantha Eisler, scene stealers in the movie. I gave it a uh, seven and a half out of ten. Cool. Wow, nice. No, I think yeah. I only gave it like a six or something. No, I really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I think people might find the ending a little like tacked on and cheesy but but i like how the last scene ultimately i, I don't want to spoil it for christian but it kind of right. it kind of fixes the whole multiple storylines that are going on because everything I, ties in together everything ties in really nicely i gotta watch i gave it a six and a half but i i wouldn't mind watching it again something confused me i remember in the opening scene and for the rest of the movie because of that i i was having some some issue like in the beginning there was like a sheriff. There was two people, and I couldn't tell which one was supposed to be the good guy and which one was the bad guy. By the way, it was presented. Yeah, the deputy That's was the good was. guy. The deputy was the good guy who later became Ted the Levine. sheriff. Yeah, who became the sheriff, right. and the old sheriff was the grandfather of the kid that Jake was supposed to kill. See, it okay, was all—it's a revenge story. They were exchanging, it. right? They were exchanging three guys from the past for for a brother or something for the girl's brother. It was ultimately what was going on. There was an exchange. There was they wanted they the only way they were gonna give the brother back is if she gave them one of the uh, family members of the old sheriff, which was her friend Willie. But the question is then the supernatural events that happen are they supernatural? Are they really happening? I the took last, them as being supernatural, but I don't like I said. I I, I don't know. Either way, it's very enjoyable film. Kind of heartbreaking. You kind of even sympathize with with our antagonists here because. Ultimately, as the film progresses, you see what led to, to this basically multifamily feud. That's what it is. It's a three-family feud that, that has gone on for like 30 years. I think the original takes place in like the 50s and then the current days in the 80s. And then it ties up nicely at the end, ultimately dealing with this, with this curse and the old saying, uh, you know, when you're out for revenge, dig two graves. Remember to dig two graves. That's where right. that comes into. 
because right. the whole thing is, is about revenge. And there's some touching moments, in particular with Ted Levine's character and one of the gypsies. It parallels, yes. the, scene, it parallels the scene with him as a kid. I remember to current, that. Current day. Yeah, it, was, it was really well done. I, I, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Seven I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it again. I, I really should. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it again, too, just to try and understand some of these things. But I don't want to spoil anything for, for anyone who hasn't seen it. Right on, right on. Okay, who is it, me or C? It's you, man. It's you. Okay, all right. 2017 Circus of the Dead. I've been waiting a long time to see this. A long People have been talking about this for months, and I couldn't find a physical copy. Nothing. Uh, Jason Lloyd ended up getting me a screener, so I got lucky. Uh, but Circus 10? of the Dead, not, not 10 out of 10. Glad I watched it, though. Uh, right off the bat, there's a cool title card. I like the way, I like the way that looked. There's a, there's, a, there's a baby black Philip in there. Uh, <laughs> there's some stock screams. We see some clowns killing some people. Basically, this is killer clowns. But hey, what's good space. about Not from outer space. That's the good part. These are killer clowns. There's, I mean, there, there is circus action going on here. But it's, it's, this really is the story of the family that ultimately gets taken and, and these clowns. And when it comes to the clowns, there's four of them. That are, that are the focus here, and, and only two of the four talk. It works out perfectly that way because honestly, one clown by who goes by the name of Papa Corn steals the show. If Papa Corn couldn't act and wasn't as charismatic as he was in this movie, you're looking at a movie that's average or a little average at best. This is that guy, uh? Is that Bill Oberst who played? Maybe him? name sounds familiar. So yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. This guy steals the show. He, uh, they, they do things. It's kind of funny because, like I said, only two of them talk. The other one talks a little bit, not a lot, but talks. The other one doesn't talk at all, and the other one is a little guy, and he communicates like, <laughs> you know, like Leatherface or something, you know? And it's good that way. I don't want them all to talk. It, it works out that way that just keep it the way it is. So basically what we're seeing is, Right off the bat, they're killing. It's funny because there's a funny line. The guy says, nice watch, asshole, and then he cuts off his hand. And uh, we get right into it. Um, <laughs> there's there's a torture scene, and they use staples in a fucking terrifying way. Like, I'm thinking if I'm in that position, I would rather them just kill me than, than do some other stuff. It's nothing terrible, but for, as I'm watching this film and I'm seeing this go by, I'm like, oh, that would hurt just so fucking much. I think I'd just rather them kill me. <laughs> And go through all this fucking torture. <laughs> I, I, I'm at the point. I'm not afraid of death, but I'm afraid of torture. It's just the way I feel at this point in my life. I just fuck. I don't want to be tortured that way. And when you're talking about big staples and doing things, I just don't like to think about it. You hear um, that, ISIS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck torture. No um, more big staples. Right now, there's a family. There's there's a man and a woman and a, and their child. And you know what? I, I you actually like the family. I'm I'm okay. The guy's a little bit corny, but I like the family, uh, so I, I I can relate to them. They go to the circus, and what's really cool is in the beginning of the movie, when the guy, the nice wash asshole, and the torture and the staples that I'm talking about, this guy, I'm getting excited because they dress him up, and I'm thinking, please, please, when this show starts, make this guy a part of the show. And they do. They have their victim as part of the show. 
but he can't talk and, he, and he's dressed up as a prisoner and they're beating up on him. So the crowd is watching this fucking thing thinking that, that he's a clown and it's part of the act, but they're That's actually cool. abusing. Yeah, that is cool. I, like I was that. excited. I was hoping. <laughs> that this I was hoping they beat the shit out of this fucking I, guy. I was like, please make this guy part of the show because if I'm writing it, that's what I would do. And sure enough, they did, and it's cool. So they, they call a guy down from the audience, and the clown, I think he probably rigs it, whatever. The clown is already looking at the chick, the, the wife of, of the husband. And the husband, he gets selected to come in, and take part in, in the play. And the, not pardon me, the play, the presentation. So he comes in the middle of this stuff, and right away with the guy, with the clown, Papa Corn says to him, I'm like, holy shit. The guy said, what'd you say? He says something terrifying to him right off the bat. So you know there's fucking, you know, they have bad intentions. Then after the show, they take him in the back. And they, they try to get the address out of him because they want to get him involved in something. I forgot exactly that part. Now, I'll tell you this. The budget definitely shows. In a lot of This is a low-budget film. There's no doubt about it. The gore, they did the best they could for, for the budget they had. But in other ways, unfortunately, it shows. There's not much you can do about it, you know. Um, but this clown, he breaks character throughout the film. He, he comes off like he's almost an English, the way he talks sometimes. But then when he gets serious, he comes out of it. Like he tries to act like a normal person. Like when he's talking to the guy backstage, he's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he breaks the character. But then he goes into another character. So he kind of does three different things throughout this film. But like I said, very charismatic. He's great. Some people can't act, you know. Uh, the sound design is a little weak. Uh, there's a kid in a car. They jump a car. There's a little kid, and he's trying to act scared, and he can't act scared. It's almost, you ever see like a kid that can't act scared in a movie, and they try to act like they're crying, but it almost looks like they're laughing, or, or they're just, I don't know. There's just some unfortunate things here. Some of the gore is better than others, but Papa Corn does a great fucking job. He's just terrifying in this role. Um, they, they go to the news a couple times. They have news flashes because the family goes missing. And, and they have two or three instances where they go to the news, and that stuff looks the most legit of any of it. It looks like legitimate news. It, it's, it's, so it, even with the low budget, they nailed that. Uh, there's a bad CGI bullet hole. They never fucking look good. You know? It's just, <laughs> uh, you know, the first half of this movie is great, leading up to what's going to happen with this family and, and when they're, they're terrorizing this guy. It's, it's more about terrorizing this guy than anything. The second half, they just kind of go ape shit. And they go on a rampage, which is a little bit unbelievable, but you're just kind of along for the ride. There's still good cinematography here, and there's good lighting. So it's a real mixed bag, but the performance is so good, and what we get, I, I want to see more of it. And so I, I'm, I, I know I'm going to come in a little high than some people are, but I'm giving it a seven and a half. And that's Circus of the Dead, and I, I am recommending it. I could see some people watching it, and saying, eh, that was kind of shitty, low budget, nothing special. But honestly, the, the, the performance of this guy that plays Papa Corn really steals the show. So, cool. check what's it the out. grade? What's the grade? I'm sorry. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Check it out. And there's going to be a sequel, and I'm excited about it. Hopefully, I'd love to see this director with a bigger budget. And they got to have Papa Corn come back. Otherwise, forget about it. But if they can get them to come back, if Papa Corn comes back and it's the same director with a bigger budget, <laughs> keep saying Papa Corn. Papa Corn. <laughs> <Papa Gordon. laughs> he steals the show. I have to keep saying his name because without him, forget about. Who's it. that? Who's this? Papa Corn. 
<laughs> I would be in for Halloween if I could. I'm telling you. Oh, cool. This is my last yeah. one. And it's Jason Lives. <laughs> nice. Hopefully we could do this quick because we got now a couple Friday boys here and whatnot. Well, I watched it for the first time in years. And that's the reason why we're doing it. <laughs> I'll get into it. All right. I'll be quick. The setup, of course, you've had the first four, five Friday the 13th. Of course, this is continuing the Tommy Jarvis story. Some even say four, five, and six of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. I'm not really one of those, but it, it follows that arc. Anyway, this one kind of ignores five for the most part and just picks up after four. Tommy's coming out of a psych, uh, you know, crazy house, so to speak. Wants to rid himself of the, the horrors of Jason, the memories of Jason. Go, goes to his grave, but he's so fucked up that he wants to make sure he's there and dead. Digs him up and, of course, then resurrects him via an iron Resurrect. rod stabbed into him in electricity, a la Frankenstein. I'm telling you, it sounds cheesy. It is cheesy, but it's fun. And I think they set it up. I think the movie looks great at the time. I think this movie looked the best out of all the movies in the series. And it's still, it's still better than most of them. Uh, and I thought the acting was a lot better than, mo uh, than most of the movies. I thought it had the best colorful characters. It has some great kills. It's not the goriest by any means. And it doesn't have any skin. But it's got a cool soundtrack as well. I know you don't like the Harry Manfredini so gore in this. I think it's great. And I think it actually plays out like a real movie. That's what I've always said on TGAF 13. Meaning that there's a, a setup. The movie plays out. There's a first, second, and third act. And it actually has a climax. It's not the tip traditional final girl chase climax. But it's Tommy trying to rid Jason once and for all. And they do it at Camp Crystal Lake. I thought the script is playful. I think it's fun. And I think... There are definitely fans of this, but because of the comedy, it pissed off other fans as well. Bond, Jason Bond, and that might be, and that's David I'll said that. Have that's the a bitch tits, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Bond part, the Bond part pissed a lot of people off. I'm like, that's ah, funny. I like it. I mean, I like the first it's, six you know, Friday the Thirteenth movies. I like the seventh. And, yeah, and, and that's know. the thing. That's no. the problem. I still, I watch this. I'm like, and I and I said it. I said it out loud to nobody. How could fucking Brandon play seven above this? And I think fucking Mr. Watson said the same thing too. Tat's fucking crazy talk. Seven is a shit show that has a sleeping bag kill and a good Jason design. And that's fucking it. You're kind of right. And the sleeping bag kill doesn't even count. Remember I discussed it last show, but I, here's what I like about seven. The final, the final showdown. I, I, I am invested in that. I, I like the shit between Tina and him. I, I think it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's I prefer it to music five and that? Oh, I hear you. Yeah, I, I'm mean, saying, I, 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 I don't hear you. Sorry, I don't agree with you. Sorry. Do you, you? Hold on, let me ask you this. Do you prefer the final chase in five, six, and seven? How would you rank them? Because I say seven's better than six and five for the final chase. Oh no, so I, I'd go six, five, and seven. Okay. As wow, six you think best? seven's that? You put five oh. before seven? Yeah. Damn. The bar. I, I like the. Yeah. I like the final chase in seven. I, I like the, I like the shit when everything falls down on them. And anyway, that's a whole other thing. Let's not even. Well, yeah, we'll I, we I, could I, talk about this for hours because that's it. I know. But I, and I, you know what, Jason, J I this used to be at one point when I was a teenager, four and six were my favorite Friday the Thirteenth. I'd even say six sometimes took the cake. Uh, but four always remained more more of the the pleasurable one because of course it had the gore of the scares and the skin. So 
now, as I've got older, one and two have, have remained sort of my favorites, and four um, and six follow suit. I'm not against three and five. Those are my next ones there. It's just that's kind of how I put one and two, four and six, three and five. Okay. And then the rest. Understood. So I give it an eight out of ten. Jason Lives is a great film. Fucking Fun eight. movie. Eight ten. Okay. I've talked a lot of shit about this film. I did a commentary where we tore it apart. I two years ago I would have given this movie a four out of ten. Oh I said, my I, god, that's ridiculous. I, I never have that's ridiculous. I would have said I never wanted to watch that or, or Jason Goes to Hell ever again, and I'd be just fine with that. And I'm not saying that I'm changing my tune, but I am changing my tune in certain ways. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean is I watched this with an open openly. <laughs> just I went in wanting to enjoy it saying you know what i'm gonna give it a, a fair day in court it's been a long time for the longest time i've shit on it and the last time i watched it it was the commentary and we just tore it apart i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna have the right state of mind and i'm just gonna try to enjoy it now i'll tell you this in some ways i came around in some ways i didn't i thought about something when you're resurrecting a guy from the dead from the grave you kind of have to play the rest of the movie not so serious so I kind of understand introducing a little more of the comedy to it because they're going to a grave, they're digging it up, they're sticking the thing in, and the guy is being resurrected from lightning. So how you can't take this movie as serious as you can the original Four Fridays of just a killer walking around. Kill, you know what I mean? So I understand it. But in a way, this is kind of like the Nightmare on Elm Street 4 of this franchise where what I'm going to say is part three introduces some comedy Part four fucking runs it into the ground and takes it way the fuck too far. That's what happened here. New Beginning introduced more comedy. They had the goofy characters with fucking uh, Ethel and, and the kid and, and some of the one-liners. There was a little more comedy in five than there was one through four. Then six took it and fucking ran it into the ground. Same exact thing. Now, I take back what I said about the score. When I was thinking about the Manfredini score... I always think about the stupid, ridiculous, the stupid shit with the fucking jerk-offs, especially the guy with the glasses <laughs> running around in fucking bitch-tits Jason daytime scenes. Utterly fucking as ridiculous as watching meatballs. Worse, more like meatballs, too ridiculous. Awful. Awful fucking shit. And when they're chasing Tommy in the graveyard and they're doing all those drums and it's dun, a... Dun, a it just doesn't belong in a Friday the 13th to me, and I don't like it. Everything else, very good. He Manfredini did a little more tweaking with the soundtrack, and it really worked out perfectly for this film. This is a great fucking soundtrack, except for taking those two parts out. So I can admit that. I take that out. And again, how serious can you be when the movie starts off the way it does? So I understand putting comedy in it. So I've come around a little bit. I still despise the fact that he has a belt, a fucking utility belt, <laughs> stupid, and fucking gloves, stupid. The guy in the paintball and the music, stupid. The kids one-liners, way fucking stupid. It, it just, it was too much. When they're there and he looks at the kid and says, real dead meat, nobody is going to fucking take humor in the fact that you know you're going to die and it's the end of your life a few minutes later it's fucking it, the, it was too it's playful. adding 
It's playful. It would never happen. You're turning a fucking good horror franchise into fucking slapsticky comedy saying something like that. It takes it too far. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't mind having the comedy in most of... The scenes I just talked about, those kids in those lines, that's when it went too far. The dude in the paintball running around, jumping the way like a fucking idiot, the way he ran. It just took it too far. I don't mind having the comedy, and I don't mind having the, you know, uh, the self-referential shit that they did. I was actually okay with the tongue-in-cheek, and I know any weirdo with a mask isn't friendly. I'm okay with that now. There are things in the movie that I'm okay with now that before I wasn't because of what I said. You resurrect the guy from the dead, you can't go too serious. So I understand why comedy should be in this movie. So I'm okay with that. There's interesting kills. There are interesting, not that the goriest, but they are interesting, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I'll tell you something. Jason X and this are fucking almost identical. And I can't see a fan liking Jason X and not liking Jason Lives and vice versa. They are both fucking fun comedy popcorn films that have self-awareness. They are almost fucking identical. You know what the difference is? One's in space and one's in fucking camp. I still don't like Tommy. I don't. If you exclude five, I could see Tommy being the way he is, but he's so different from the way he was in part five. I don't like it. And the worst part about Tommy is I don't like how they make him into a fucking Dr. Loomis character where he knows everything about Jason. Where it goes to, you, you gotta rush them in Crystal Lake. It, it just a little too overboard, a little too hokey that he's a fucking Jason Voorhees expert. So that being said, I don't hate the movie. It's not on the caliber of one through five. I don't hate it. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. So oh. there you go. Can't I've come around. Somewhat come around. That's a fair. That's it's a as fair. high as I could give it. It's just too, <laughs> it's overkill. With I'm sorry. It's too much with the fucking comedy. It's just too ridiculous. I understand why it had to be there, but I'm sorry. Just what were you going to be when you grow up? I mean, come on. Just fucking <laughs> too much. Too fucking much. But 6 out of 10, it's not, it's not bad. I don't hate it. You know, after 1 through 5, I will take it over 7. I will take it over 8. Yeah. I will take it over 9. I think I think <laughs> that and Jason X are kind of, like I said, do you see, what do you think about Jason X, Christian? Just tell me you're great. I don't want anything I, else. One no, no, ten. I somewhat agree because Jason X, okay. I think the second act, I think Jason X when it turns into aliens gets derailed and tur- it's boring, and then it it kind of comes back and saves it at the end. But I think there's a, a the part there where all the um, mercenaries go out, and I think that's a boring part of Jason X. But I love I the agree. setup. I love the setup. I love everything else. The mercenaries go out. I hate it. Then it it kind of gets good at the end again. Done. But do you see my comparison? Yeah. Why? Why do you think it's a fair comparison that they're very much like? <laughs> fair enough comparison. I I don't rate okay. Jason X quite as high, but fair I enough. see where you're going. Okay, cool. Brandon, did you want to retort? Because you look like you're in pain with us just saying that it shits all over Part Seven. I, I don't get the hate for Part Seven. I it, just don't no, get it. I don't even know if I hate it. I just I, comparative. Yeah, you know what? I do hate I it. I, I don't. Hate <laughs> it. I don't hate it. Okay, I just right. don't think it's. <laughs> anything special and i'll 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 enjoy it sometimes and then i'll hate it another time and like it's just i go back and forth what's left anything um i have one more do what do you have dave you have one more too do i have one more let's see i know i gotta just talk about the alien thing but i think that's it yeah that's it i just gotta talk about i have one more and i actually wrote out what i'm gonna read because this is a very 
tough film to talk about, so I wrote out what I wanted to say about it, and I'm going to read it. And this is also a new film that actually just popped up on Netflix. I believe it was made in 2015, but it just came out. It's Sion Sono's Tag. Hmm. So what we have, we have a schoolgirl named Mitsuko, who is the sole survivor when the bus she is on is cut in half by a malevolent gust of wind. Everyone is sliced in half, and Mitsuko survives because she was bending down to pick up her pen. She runs and escapes the danger as others are sliced in half by the same wind. She winds up at another school where all the kids recognize her, and she sees her friend Aki. They skip class, and a group of them go to the lake. Mitsuko tells her friend of the incident, and they all play it off as a dream. Her friend Sir, short for surreal, tells her that the... <laughs> That life is surreal and not to let it consume you. She also tells her that the life is predetermined but can be changed through one random act that is unexpected. When the girls go back to class, once again Mitsuko finds herself the sole survivor of carnage as her friends and fellow classmates are blown away by oversized machine guns being operated by the teachers. From huh. here, yeah. Fuck? Yeah, it's okay. it, anybody who's seen a Scion Sono film will understand. It's 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 very out there, very. What crazy. is it? To Tokyo Gore Police or Machine Girl? Is is that him? Oh no, way better, way better. For okay. me, anyway. I know love. I know people love Tokyo Gore Police. I give it like a seven, seven and a half. But I love Scion Sono as a director. So from okay. the point where where the teachers kill all the students, Mitsuko finds herself in other scenarios. One as a twenty-five-year-old girl named Keiko who is getting married and the other as a runner named Izumi. Both these situations are presented with different girls, but deep down it's still Mitsuko, and both circumstances play out with horrific results. So when we get to the final act, we see our first male characters and learn the truth about what exactly has been going on throughout the entire film. Also throughout the film, Mitsuko's friend Aki shows up to help guide her through this nightmarish fantasy. The film is satirical of the genre it presents. It can be interpreted as a feminist film talking about women conforming to certain ideals that are placed upon them by society. It's bloody, it's crazy, it's what the fuck, and it's great. Sion uh, Sono makes films that you just can't turn away from. Eight out of ten. I'll check it out. I, you just give it this year then. Uh, yeah, I know um, some people had it like uh, last year. It had like I think a foreign release, but American release this year just popped up on Netflix. I've been wanting to see it for a while. It's, you know, science Sono makes films that are very confusing at times. There's, there's definitely deep hidden meaning, but on the surface, there's enough gore and, and craziness that you can take it just at face value and enjoy it for what it is. And it's short. It's like 85 minutes, which is short for him because he also did a film called love exposure, which I love, but it's, that's a four hour movie. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. He's also done, I think he did, um, he, he did, did suicide. XT. Didn't he? Did, did, did hair extensions? Did he do hair extensions? I think he did hair extensions. He might, he might have done hair extensions. He's, he's done a lot of films. He's done, uh, why don't you play in hell? Suicide club. Suicide uh, club. Yeah. Cold fish. Cold fish is the one I saw. Yeah, I Cold, haven't seen Coldfish. Coldfish is not. yeah, you're right. He did uh he did do XT. Okay. Yeah. He did Strange Circus, which is a fucked film. Also <laughs> great. So he, he makes like he makes visually stunning films and this one I really highly recommend, even though I'm not sure I understand it one hundred percent. it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's it's definitely worth watching. 
there's there's a lot of there's a lot of CGI. You know how the uh, the Japanese bl- gore is. It, it's always very CGI and over the top. No, you know, right. it's always like somebody's cut in half, and then you see like the blood spurting out for like four hours. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just go into it with that. Don't expect to see practical effects, but it's it's really fun, really fun film. Yeah, I'll check it out. Eight out of ten. I'll have to check it. out. Anytime yeah. you guys give a rating of fucking seven and a half or higher, I'll watch it. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So. Right I'm on. a fan of this guy. I'm a fan, and oh. I haven't seen all of these films. He's got a lot of David films. Lynchy in a sense. The Japanese. I probably wouldn't Lynch. go that far because David Lynch will, will even say there's like no meanings in some of his films, but he's definitely maybe maybe can draw that comparison for his type of films. I, I'm saying def- in the, the description that you even said of this, it just reminded me of Lost Highway, almost like it, like you know, someone of a character becomes someone else. And, yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's fair. Yeah. Because this character is is played out in four different scenarios, and in two she's herself, and in the other two she's two different girls with different names and looks like different girls, but is aware that she's still her. But it, it it's really cool the way the way it ends. I really I really like the ending. It gets it gets absolutely crazy and and sci-fi ish, but it's it's really cool the way it ultimately ends. And the way um, her her original friends come back to sort of help her in the end and guide her. Nice. What is it now? What'd you rate? Eight out of ten. It's called eight out of ten. It's called tag. Tag. Tag, Tag. You're it. All right. Yeah, and that's that's basically what it is. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So what's left, Christian? Do you have one or no? Are we out? That's it. That's okay. I'm I'm ready. I'm done with my ah ah ahs. I'm gonna run my thing quick because I (laughs) ahs ahs. Hello, hello. <laughs> you're going back to you're going back to postmortem. Shout out to postmortem, by the way. That's right. Check them out. Check them out. Postmortem radio, my old I, show. I, yeah, I was on that show for the first twenty something episodes, and it was I just couldn't do unbearable. three. I couldn't do three podcasts. A lot. I was it's dying. A lot of work. I, it's just too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. So. And this is like a full time job almost doing exploding heads. So. <laughs> That's it, man. There's so and much. What are you oh, gonna fucking it. go on to next? I'm going to go nice and quick. Check it out. I had to watch the Alien franchise. All of them, because it's exploding heads. Because 22 Shots were doing their review, and I hadn't seen all of them, and some of them I had only seen once, and it's been a long time. So I said, I'm going to rewatch, and I watched them all last weekend. Like, within two days, I fucking just watched all these fucking movies. Right. So I'm just going to say, gonna... what? <laughs> and you, did you do the, you didn't do the Alien versus Predator ones, though. Never. I have no desire to watch those films. Never. Never. No. I have no desire. I, I, I have, since I've been a kid, the idea of versus films has been a turnoff for me. I've never, everyone loves them but me. I've ne- I have no desire to see fucking versus, I don't give a fuck about this person versus that person. I, I don't know why. I just don't care. I just. What about, I'm, what about Joe versus a volcano? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that's a recycled joke. I think I used it on the show already. Whatever. I didn't see it. I didn't see I think it. I watched Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me try to run through this because I the reason I wanted to say it is because number one, I think that my ratings are, are going to be different from everybody else's. And I, I'm kind of confused about why people hate some of these movies. But uh, obviously, Alien is, is like a top 10 or 10, top 15 movie for me. So it's a 10 out of 10. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's fucking Alien. Aliens. I gotta tell you, I've always not been a huge fan of it. Never hated it or anything. Just not been a huge fan. Everybody seems to love it. Again, 
I'm not an action kind of guy, so that that's on me, I guess. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not all that interested in the whole freaking jarheads in space thing going on. It's just, I don't know. That's uh, totally what it is, you know? That, that's that's the alternate title, jarheads in space. It should be. <laughs> Fucking should be. I always liked the third act because it was just all about her and the yeah. alien. And they, yeah. I thought that was cool. I've always liked that. I could care less about having a kid. You know how I feel about fucking kids in these movies. It's just, she was unnecessary. Yeah, just... I'm not really into fucking kids in movies either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So anyway, yeah, Newt, whatever. I I, I don't need it. It's just, it was an angle they didn't have to do. I didn't have to. Here's what I don't understand. I'm going to ask you guys a question. If you don't have the answer, don't answer it. I don't want to take long. In the beginning of Aliens, they tell her, she tells her story. And nobody fucking believes her. And then five minutes later, all of a sudden, they're all getting geared up and ready to go. What the fuck did I miss? It's stupid. Uh, five minutes later, they all of a sudden all changed their mind without getting any more information. She says, oh, no, you can't do this. Alien. You know, she explains all her shit. They're like, oh, you're, you're out of your fucking mind. They tell her. They don't tell You know what I'm saying? I'm paraphrasing. But she says, hey. This is what's going on. They're like, no, you're absurd. That Nothing like that is going on there. And then five minutes later, we got to go there and get this checked. I'm like, what the fuck did no, I miss? I, I think they stupid. do believe her. I, I thought they did believe her. Or I think it's because no. he wants to go back to to uh, to get the specimen. Specimen. Well, the way I remember, <laughs> like I just saw it. Specimen. Specimen. Maybe I'm wrong. It seems to me. It seems to me they don't believe her. It seems to me that they don't believe her. They make her sound like something's wrong with her. And then fucking, they turn around and all of a sudden they all believed her. And I don't know how that came about. So, I don't know. Maybe stupid, typical alien action fucking bullshit that they don't want to explain. Either way, 7 out of 10. It's fine. Oh, that's low. Holy smokes. That is low. It's good. It's just not, I just, I'm not into it till the third act. I just, and I love the way part one, I love fucking the first one. So anyway, that's it. Alien 3. I've only seen it once before. Watched it. Fucking liked it. Uh, I, I liked the setup. The, the big, the big knock of this film is the fucking CG. I just wish they would have left it completely. Every time they have a, a, a running fucking alien, it's CG and it does not fucking look good. But I like the story. It's more like the first one. It's more seclusion. They're not go. There's no guns in the movie, which is the big plus. I, I enjoyed it more. It's not the greatest thing. But I was fine with everything that went down in it. And I'm glad they killed the kid right away and we didn't have to worry about that. And it's just Ripley. And I like the gimmick of her being there and the men. And now, after the they thing. killed the kid, did they fuck him? <laughs> <laughs> fucked him before. Fucking no. kids. Uh, seven and a half out of ten. That's wow. Alien 3. I like now, it. Isn't there two cuts of that film? Yes, I watched the, uh, Assembly the one that. Yes, I watched that one. The Which other one? thing about Aliens. The assembly cut, I think, is the director's cut. I could be wrong on that. I get we'll confused. let other people correct me. And then Aliens, the problem is James Cameron's director's cut. I prefer the theatrical cut because he puts that fucking 45 minutes. I don't know if it's 45 minutes, but that huge scene <laughs> back on the planet again where you see everything happen that they talked about later on in the film. Uh-huh. And I love that the first time, I think I talked about this on the show, first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. But then it really, you realize the movie's already two hours long, and now making it two hours and yeah. two and a half, two hours and 40 minutes, if you just ch- keep that out, the movie clicks along a lot faster. That's what I hate about well, these fucking movies. 45 different cuts. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. put I, out one cut. Cameron was the yeah. king of that. 
Yeah, I know. He was the one that started it, man. Abyss, director's cut. Anyway. Dude, uh, I watched I watched the theatrical of Aliens, by the way, but I watched the special edition of Alien Three. Okay, and so, if you if you, that, I'm just gonna say right now, if you say Alien Resurrection came in higher at an eight, then I'm gonna fucking leave the show. I'll tell you something. I've never <laughs> higher than an eight. You said if you if an eight or higher. Well, I'll check, it, <laughs> check this out. Uh-oh. I've never watched Resurrection before. I've owned it in different formats for years, and I never heard a good thing about it, so I was kind of dreading going into it. Well, because I went in order, I watched it right after I watched fucking Alien 3, and wow, was I surprised. I don't know why people don't like this fucking movie. The only thing I could think of is that Ripley's character is vastly different, and it makes sense that she's vastly different because she's a fucking rebuilt thing. It's not really Ripley. But everything about this film... It was horror again. It was almost set up like a lot of people say that Alien, the original, is like a slasher film in space, but it's an alien. This was like a slasher film again. This had everything that I liked about the original Alien, but here, yes, Ripley's character was different, and we understand why, but the whole thing with the baby and and with them going away because they knew that the mother's inside and all that other – I fucking – for the life of me – I don't know why this movie gets shit on. It's the first time I ever watched it. I was expecting it to be a fucking turd. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, bye. <laughs> Christian, Tell it was me. nice working with yeah. you for the first 39. There you go. Why? Why is it so why uh, why is it so bad? Why don't what Well, I've only, I've only watched it once. So I, I I'm being overreactive there. But the I I just remember seeing it in the theater and thinking it was another bore. I think I actually fell asleep. I, I wasn't bored at all. I wasn't. I. I it, 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 matter of fact, it's the shortest of. It was an hour and fifty minutes. It was the shortest of all of them. I fucking. It was the only one that was paced well. I, I'm not gonna say anything bad about the original, but after the original, it was paced just fine. There wasn't bullshit in it. I really. I went into it expecting it to be a shit, and I fucking was like, why do people hate? The only thing I could think of was like I said, because the Ripley character, wasn't you know. Because three really ended the series perfectly, honestly. The way it ended with her going in in the fire. It's and fucking it, swan oh, right. <laughs> It was fucking sweet. And we kind of expected it to happen at that point, but it was a sweet. So I understand people saying, why did they fuck with that coda? Why did they bring her back and do this? I have no problem. I think they, they, they wrote it just the best way they could. And I, I really enjoyed it. So what can I say? Then that brings us to Prometheus. For, I've had the Blu-ray for a while. I watched it when it first dropped. Didn't like it a lot, and I'll tell you why. Because the whole time I'm waiting to see the tie-ins to Alien and waiting for them, and they don't come. I'm like, is this the scene? Is this where we're going to see the the engineers here, and it's going to pick up here? So the whole time watching it, I have Alien in the brain. And that ends up being a fatal problem, but it can't be helped in a movie like that when you hear it's the prequel. So this time I watch it knowing what I got into, and holy fuck, this fucking movie is beautiful. I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie i think it's great and i give it eight and a half out of ten no i agree I, there's there's some messy parts to it i remember there's some really silly parts to it but overall the movie i remember kind of was creepy the score was big i saw it in the theater mm-hmm. and i'm like we, we we said yeah there's some messy parts but overall i just loved it it was it's it, great like uh i love the feeling of it sorry uh, it's not I, my listen, favorite of the series by any means but well i implore anyone that's only watched it one time to, to watch it again with the knowledge of what this is now. Because I think you will enjoy it much more. That is 100% what happened to me. I haven't watched that movie since the first time I got it. And, and, and didn't want to. And I'm so glad I watched it. 
So then that brings us to Covenant. And Covenant uh, picks up where Prometheus left off, in a manner of speaking. It's 10 years later or whatever, but it picks up the story, and you think it's going to lead you to Alien. doesn't exactly do that. There's an interesting story going on here. I like that they use the soundtrack from the original Alien in this. I think, for me, it was a little convoluted. That could have just been me. Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on this movie. It's nothing like Prometheus, which was the biggest disappointment. It's the same director. I was expecting it to look nice, cinematography and everything else, and the beauty of Prometheus. None of that was here. And that was that was the biggest. It's like he just didn't give a fuck. And I'm, I'm very surprised after seeing Prometheus. And I watched them back to back, you know? So I was like, it's almost like I, I'm surprised it's the same director. There's, there, there are similar shots to Alien and, and to Prometheus and this inside the ship, the way they make it look, that are only in those three movies that I can see is Ridley Scott. But aside from that, not so much. Not a horrible movie, just disappointing when you're talking about Prometheus. It's a six and a half out of ten. There you go. Okay. So here's how I rank them. Alien number one. Prometheus number two, Resurrection number three, Alien three number four, Aliens number five, and Covenant number six. I don't know how many people are going to rank him that way, but I thought I should bring it up on the show because it seemed like... Take care, Dave. It was nice doing the show with you. (laughs) Bye. Hey, I don't know what to tell you, man. Solo cast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Watch the movies again. What can I tell you? Watch Resurrection again, definitely, in three. You know what they say, like, like we were talking about this a couple of different times. I think Watson brought it up. I mean, your taste is your taste, but uh, huh. it can't be wrong. Yet that's fucking wrong. Like, you just... <laughs> no, his taste is for big, salty cock, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to understand the aliens, then. Yeah. I'm not into action flicks. It's a fucking action flick, and I'm not into it. It's yeah, just, I'm, not the, I'm not the biggest fan of the franchise. See the thing. Look how high, that, but I am a yeah, fan because look at yeah, you you rated seven yeah. and a half. It's a solid franchise. Everything is a six and a half or better out of six movies. Yeah, That's I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure I'm giving any tens out on it because I'm just not the biggest Alien fan. But again, I, I haven't given them enough of a fair shake. I've only seen them. I haven't seen Covenant. I've only seen all the others, with the exception of the f- first two, like once. Well, there you go. Do what I did, and maybe you'll have a change of heart. Yeah, you know and try it. Go in there open-minded and, and, and see what happens. Yeah. So there you go. That's the Alien franchise in a nutshell. All it's right. a beautiful specimen. It's a beautiful specimen. Yes. <laughs> a specimum, right? Is that what he said? He's, he's wearing a specimen on his face right now. <laughs> okay. What do we got left? we got a review left and we're out of here. One yep. review. Let's go yeah. right into it. 1992, Dr. Dr. Giggles. A doctor comes to the town where his crazy father was murdered and soon begins murdering people and becoming infatuated with a young teenage girl who has a heart condition. Starring the late, great Larry Drake. Oh, when did he pass away? He passed away last year, but for some reason, I really thought he passed away years and years ago. I don't know why I thought he had died like six, seven years ago. I didn't think it was that long, but I, I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was at okay. least two or three, and then it was like, oh, March 2016. What? This—he's the king of one-liners, Doctor Giggles. <laughs> yeah, oh, take my, he is. Well, take my yeah, wife, this, please. Take my wife, please. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> fucking. This is a Thanks Freddy movie for sure. It, oh, it, without a doubt. It without is a doubt. like it is, but I think it was a parody that was played straight almost, and I think that's that's the thing. It's almost like a parody of a slasher film, yet they play it all straight except for his fucking whacked out one-liners and. The 
oversized doctor utensils that he takes out. That stuff's all <laughs> souped up. So you're kind of like, that's where I think people could get confused. Like, is this a joke? Is it serious? Like, what the fuck? I've always loved it. And the reason I bring it up and I brought it up on the shows before is because it's beautifully shot. Like, mm-hmm. it looks, it looks amazing. good. I agree. Yeah. Uh, there's some decent gore in it. It's And I love the over-the-top, fucked-up story to it. I really do. I, I, I just find I it fun. It. <laughs> I enjoy it. I don't know where I'm going to come with my rating. I'm going to see how where this discussion takes us. Because it's 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 kind of in between. And, and I think I'm you guys think I'm happens. coming up at like a 9 or a 10. I'm not that high by any means. I just, I really enjoy this film. I think it's fun. It's yeah. fun. I had it on Laserdisc. I watched it a bunch of times. The opening credit sequence alone, I love it. Without going through the the blood, the blood tubes. Oh, yeah, the blood. It's CG, it but it it's well done. Yeah, it's beautiful. The only time you know what it reminds little... me of? What does it remind you of? Doctor Who. Doctor Who? No, no. Those things floating around, those blood things, whatever they are. Remember Red Hot Dollars, that candy? Oh, no? I don't think we had those, those round red fucking cinnamon things that they, with, with a dollar sign on it. They were called Red Hot Dollars. They were around like in the 80s and 90s. I remember Red Hots. I didn't know they had dollar signs on them. Well, Red Hots are the real small ones, aren't they? I thought oh, they I were don't like know. Hard candy. No, these are like juju type things, but they, but they were cinnamon. Oh, they're, they're, they're chewy cinnamon? Yes, they're chewy. Yes, they're they're oh. about that big. They're big. I want not them like, now. They're not like the little Imperials or non-Imperials or the fuck they're called. They're non-Perils? like that big. Whatever the fuck they're called, you know? Or but, non-Imperials? What are they, Star Wars candies? Non-Imperials, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about? Red Hot Dallas? I have no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll find them up on the next. <laughs> Somebody knows. I know they do. I want to find them, though, since they're chewy. They are chewy. They're good. I don't know if they make them. You know, but that's what I kept thinking of. And I like the title card in the beginning. And you know, you know, here's what was ridiculous: the fucking stock screams. Which actually, I think I, those stock screams were in some other movie that I talked about earlier on our triple R. But you know that famous female scream? That wow! I don't know what it is, but you know, there's stock screams and you hear them. I can't do it. I yeah, know. I, I know. I know what you're saying. They sound exactly the same. It's like the Wilhelm scream. You know that guy Wilhelm scream. There's a woman scream too, but no one knows what it's called. It's Wilhelm same. von Schneiser. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Well, that whole opening looks good until you get to the heart, and when the heart's beating, it looks a yes. little CG, and then the scalpel coming in. But what a great idea! The camera comes out and it comes it's into cool. the operating room, and that's how mm-hmm. we get introduced. And you think, okay, here's a doctor. And then right. how that plays out, I thought was great how it's all the crazy, he released all the crazy people, they're the ones watching the operation, and he's just going and pretty much killing the doctor on the table. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> Should have kept escapes. his hands to himself. <laughs> That's all, I didn't realize he was killing the doctor. I, I didn't even occur to me that who he was killing. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, he was killing the doctor. Wow, that's cool. They do the exposition so quickly, too. I thought that was great, yes. too. He's they do it so quick. Patient 193, and they, they yeah. say, Dr. Giggles. Dr. Dr. Giggles. And for the type of movie, it's set up perfectly. You get your, your crop of victims and some cool yeah. kills. Yeah, you do. You do get that. I, I It's fine. It's fine. I, I, I wish, wish there was... I would. Uh, go ahead. Was... No, no, go ahead. I, I was, was going to just... say, I wish there was a little bit more gore, but we get we do get a, a taste of it. I do like the the uh, the flashback story with, with his father. Yeah, I do too. And the and uh, and well, his sick mother. Yeah. And ultimately, how Doctor Giggles survived when the townsfolk basically uh, lynched uh, 
I was um, always thought that was creepy. And I think that's what they saved so it creepy. for. I think that they, they said, let's keep it. Because remember, this is in the heyday of when they were coming down on, on the movies quite a bit for our ratings and whatnot. So I thought this still got yeah. a good amount of blood out yeah. without feeling like it was cut to shit. Because you do get to see stuff like blood pooling and, and just it, it's more the crunchy, like the fake head of that woman with the dog. When she gets the thing put up her nose, oh, fucking oh. epic fake yeah. head. I didn't realize that. I, I just thought it was a great kill. If you bugged me the fuck out when that happened, yeah, when man. you put the thing up her nose, I was like, oh, that was a great kill. So I didn't even think about it being a fake head because I was bugging out too much about the kill. So that's a positive. That made me wince. I was like, ooh, fuck that. That that's a creative kill. I like that, you know. But about that woman. The first time you see that woman walking, I thought it was a man in drag. One hundred percent. Crazy, crazy Elaine Henderson, yeah, dude. And her dog Erica. I watched this movie twice, and both times I saw that part, I thought it was a man in drag. Just for just for that first scene, I don't know why. You but. thought or you wished? <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I promise. <laughs> I thought the acting was good. The main girl is is, is really cute. Oh, she's she been in a ton of shit. Oh, yeah. she's adorable in this film. Wasn't she? Wow. She was. Uh, wasn't she in a big TV show? She was in Charmed. Charmed. Yeah, that's what it and was. And I, I didn't notice her on Charmed. Like, I didn't. I thought she was like number three in line as far as looks. <laughs> you know, I did. But in this movie, she's like nineteen. You know what she looks like? She is a hundred percent a combination of fucking Daniel Harris and Nev Campbell. No question. Next time you watch it, you'll see it too. Hundred percent. I'm telling you, I, I could not get over Jennifer it. Campbell, right? Yeah, but she was great. And the guy, oh no, that's her character, Holly McCombs. Holly Mary Holly, Combs. Holly yeah. Mary Combs. The dad was good too. He's been in some stuff. He, they got some yeah, good I mean, actors with it. Um, the Michelle Johnson that was in like Waxwork and Blame It on Rio and all that. She was like the the stepmom. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the boyfriend was like the guy that was on Roseanne, but he like died like young, like he died of like a heroin overdose. Oh like really? Two thousand two or something like that. Oh Max. Yeah. Wow. Yeah that. Yeah that was a weird. That his character was weird. I don't know. It played out very strange with his character. You know what it was? I really loved slasher films, and what they were doing is dying. They were not coming up to the theater, so we had right. popcorn, and then yep. this one came out. We had fucking Leprechaun. I, I thought was going to be good, and it was Ugh. shit. Or I was hoping it would be good. I don't know why I thought it would be good, but I did. And it was crap. And then this came out. And I was dragging my girlfriend to all these movies at the time. And I remember going, oh, I fucking love that. Like, I, I came out of the theater going, that was great. Like a slasher movie on the big screen. Freddie S because of the stupid one-liners. and But gory. And it played out like a slasher film. Like, with the setup, with the with some kills. And then, like, a, a big chase at the end. Like, there's some yeah. fucking cheesy lines. Take two and call me in the morning. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, too bad. But That's on, a like, great kill, though. Is there a doctor in the house? I always thought that was hilarious because you're looking right out into the theater. Right. I forgot like, who sa- I forgot who says it, but there's a line where somebody says, "I don't have to promise you doodly squat." <laughs> I don't even know, but that's hilarious. Doodly, I wrote it down. I don't have to promise you doodly squat. What about the guy? What about the crazy guy that wants to, to get lucky with his girlfriend by stealing some of his mom's lingerie? Mother's lingerie. Oh, <laughs> I was about to bring that up. That was the creepiest thing in I the know. whole movie. I'm like, and the girl doesn't even think anything about it. She's like, "Oh yeah, I could put this on or whatever." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "What? That's your mom's shit." Like, why would that turn yeah. you on? 
That was fucking. What about the toilet condom scene? Made oh. zero fucking sense. <laughs> Why? So he t- he drops a condom in the toilet. Decides he's still gonna wear it, but he can't pick it up with his hands. He's gonna pick it up with a toothbrush. I think what sense like a, is that? He's still gonna scene. take it. He's still gonna take it and put it on his dick after it's been in the toilet. Why not put your hand in it? That's what I couldn't figure out. Like, what's he thinking? <laughs> gross. I love the Doctor Mario. Oh, yeah, that's Dr. what he As soon as you hear that music kick in, yeah, it's just, like, And then awesome. he looks, and then he looks at the kid. He says, yeah. "Terminal." Terminal. Yeah. yeah. Back, Terminal. back in the day when when they, they used to make kids out to be zombies for playing video games. <laughs> yeah. All they fucking Terminal. So he doesn't even try to help him. He's like Terminal. Yeah, yeah. Back then it was a big deal. Right. Yeah. I, I, now nobody cares. Every every kid's playing video games constantly, and nobody jokes about it. It's fucking weird. Well, Back Larry, then it was like no, I do. I do. I do feel that the movie dragged at at some points, but it definitely paid some uh, some homage to um, Sleepaway Camp Two or what's the other movie that had the uh, the room full of all the bodies. Oh, that was Sleepaway Camp Two. That's my only knock. Happy birthday to me. That's I, I was just drawing a complete blank. Yeah. All the bodies lined up there with all the hearts missing, and it that. made they're sense. All in the waiting room. I loved it. Yeah, they're all in the waiting room. I like that everything that it was a secret passage hidden in oh. the basement. Was that what it was? They're all. I like they're, how he, yeah, they're in their own little doctor's uh, clinic, and they're all in the waiting room, all dead. I thought that was ingenious. I thought it was yeah, great. Okay, ingenious cool. might be a little oh, oh, hyperbole overstatement, but you Clever. know what I mean. Like, yeah. I like the cops. I like the two cops. Dude, the, the one, the, the young cop, the guy that he was the one that had that line that I said earlier about the um, he was ahead of his time and out of his mind, whatever. That guy had everything right the whole time, and the old cop, we find out later why, but at the time, this kid's sharp, the freaking deputy or whoever he was, the young cop, he's doing everything right while the other guy's like being real passe about it. Yeah. Of course, like I said, it comes out later. I understand, yeah, but yeah, at the time I'm watching this, I'm like, man, this kid's on the ball. This guy's fucking blowing it off. You know, but that kid was on the. I liked him, and I liked that subplot about him, about the cop and discovering it. And I love the whole fucking body inside a body thing. Yeah. Oh, oh man, it's so. Ugh. And I didn't think awesome. this movie dragged. I know you just said you thought awesome. it dragged a little bit. I, I actually didn't think this movie dragged. I, I was doing. It, I was doing I one think... and a half for like maybe five minutes total, and it wasn't even. And it was just when there wasn't dialogue. I just noticed there was maybe a little bit too much walking around, or hmm. maybe maybe. B-roll? I don't know. <laughs> I could have used. I could have used a little bit of. I don't think there's any nudity in this, is there? Oh, the bum, the dead mom, her breasts. But like, I mean, that's yeah. That's hardly. I love the motor. Love the motor. Love those. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice to see uh, to see Jennifer something, but whatever. Or Max. <laughs> Max. Hell, I, I like, like the girl. I like the girl who was wearing the the mother's lingerie. Or I would have liked to yeah. seen the girl who got the giant band aid. I've always wanted to yes. get one of those giant band-aids. I that, love that. That funhouse she was great. Hot I love how they but, filmed that using kind of like the idea of the funhouse and then they, they use it cool. the, the, the cinematography it just a way to play around with it a bit. Uh, I, you know, there's some merit here. Yeah, it, you're right, Brandon. There was a little bit of walking around. So he's sort of making house calls and he's just walking around town kind of yeah. killing people and then he gets back to the house. And uh, so there is a little bit of that, but it, it works. I mean, if you think yeah, about it, it for too long, 
Yeah, maybe it doesn't. When the when the one cop shows up at the father's house and you know, it yeah. takes him like twenty minutes to walk around the counter to see that his partner and the father are on the ground. But <laughs> but it it it's not that it dragged. I, I just sped it up just for the sake of getting to the next dialogue. I was doing like one one and a quarter speed at that point. Not <laughs> like it was just to get to the next scene of dialogue and then I slowed it down. But the one liners were just nonstop and they were great. Should have used an eight iron. Uh, that was good and you know what they were tolerable i mean there was too many of them but the delivery of them was tolerable because he kind of played them straight even though he giggled when he delivered the lines he was straight about it Uh, it yeah he was yeah he was he played it awesome he was very straight about the character that's why it was okay i like when he does his own surgery removes the bullet from himself that was just fucking cool yeah that was real cool yeah, it was real cool. That was good. The thermometer kill was cool. You know, when he, uh, under the tongue, that's fucking cool. The, the kill on the bed was, was was cool as fuck. There was some good kills, you know. My own, my, one of my issues was that, that scene you guys were talking about, the waiting room. Now that I realize how it was set up, I think it's cool. When I saw it, though, the gore looked like Halloween propish. Just in that scene with them there, you know, when they just showed the things cut out. It was a little Halloween propish. But... What are you gonna do? Well, I, I liked it. It made perfect sense, and it kind of it, it kind of ju- it kind of justified some of the the cutaway kills. I wish they had had shown yeah. more of them, but I get that ultimately at the end it's revealed that he's removing the hearts because he wants to save Jen because he was unable to help save his mother. Oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, so I mean, it, it it plays out well, but the you know the scene at the end when he starts pulling out all his tools and they're just like. Enormous. Oh, it's just so funny. And yeah, the, and the one guy, sir, and the one sir is just like, "What's yeah, that?" He's right. not even concerned. He's just like, "What? What is that?" His reaction was ridiculous. <laughs> Who are you? What is that? He was just so calm about it. You know. And anybody but going the, into this movie not expecting it to be tongue in cheek or 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 playing off of it, it's called Doctor Fucking Giggles. Like, I mean. I, you, it's all in the title, and I think they explain it well. And he still does play. Tra- yes, there's a lot of one-liners, but his giggling that you're saying, like it works. Like the hey, 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 it's like like a nervous giggle, and he right. he, he has it down perfectly. And he just yeah, I liked all his one-liners. I really did. I did too, but that's really also did. why I skipped it. Like I didn't see this movie back in the day when it first came out because at the time, and I'll say it again, I was burnt. It was fucking Nightmare on Elm Street four. Did so much fucking damage to the horror industry. That's why I hate it so much the way I do. It did so much damage to the industry that it turned it fucking into shit. That everything became comedy because of that fucking movie. And by the time this came out, I probably saw the trailer. And I probably saw the one-liners. And by the time this came out, I, I did not go see Freddy's Dead at the, at the theater. and all that. I was yeah. done with it by then. I was fucking done with the comedy and the horror. And all. I was like, so I probably saw the trailer for this and saw one-liners. And it's called Giggles. And I'm like, oh, come on. Enough of this shit. So I did not watch it. I don't think I watched this movie until the 2000s. So, I mean, I blew it off. I know why. I probably saw the trailer. Like I said, it's goofy. It's one-liners. So, but like I said, the way he delivers the lines, I like and that I bed just, scene is great when when the, when the boyfriend goes under the bed. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah. fucking. Yeah, it's like scalpel. a Jason Part Two thing, but yeah. they put a spin on it. It was cool. There's some cool things here, man. And, and, what a horrible and group house. of friends. What a horrible group yeah. of friends. Oh, they're <laughs> shit balls. And yeah. they, you know, they, they kill even the, the black even the boyfriend first. cheats on her, and then in the end, she's okay with him. Well, because he saves her, so she has no choice but to be okay with. He him. didn't really save her. He helped her. 
Yeah, I'll do, yeah, I guess. yeah, the black couple is you probably know? the most likable. They killed them first. Eh? Yeah, and they killed them first, those ass- <laughs> because they wanted to be assholes to him and play a joke on him. Like, wait, way to kill the black guys first. Kids, yeah. Both of them. Come on. Dougie, Dougie Doug, of all people. I Dougie, love Dougie Doug. Doug. Yeah. How about how stupid that was that he fucking said, oh, I think my shoulder's dislocated. Just from going up against the fucking wall of the door <laughs> once again. Oh, I think I dislocated my shoulder. I'm like, what are you, a fucking 90 Ooh, and that needle goes into him, though. <laughs> There's yeah. nice shots. There's nice fades from. They did a couple clever fades, you know, with pigging out, and they show the pig carrying the pig, you know. And then they there's a couple of them when you see something going out the window, and the, the way it transitions into the carnival. That was cool. Yeah. The funhouse shit was really cool. Very, very Hellraiser two ish, you know, the way they did that. It did, shit it's Hell- funny. It reminded me of that too. When it, yeah. when, it, when it went into that little montage sequence, so to speak. Yeah, sure. hey, there, there's some good stuff here this could easily pop out on my 50 and you guys were making fun of me at one point because i keep going and i use the term love i do talk in extremes a lot of times but i really enjoyed this movie i haven't i've watched it probably more than than i probably should have i i saw it in the theater bought it on laserdisc so i know i've watched it probably 10 times (laughs) this is this is probably my 11th time seeing it and it could have even been more i'm i i you know maybe Why'd she nice. put her heart monitor in the fish tank? Yeah. Why did she give up on her heart monitor? I mean, that I doesn't affect it. I just, I think she, oh, just she, hated she was just like upset, like, like, wah, like life's given me a tough situation. Oh, she went wah. home, her dad's fucking her stepmom or her fucking this woman that her mom supposedly just died like months before. Six Something months. Like it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> six months. Like, I mean, geez, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was only six months. Wow. What about that kill when he says it sucks? What the hell exactly was he doing? I understand. What was that thing that he had when he? Because that was a cool thing. Oh, that was know? like the thing yeah. to like induce vomiting, but then it had like the like the drill in it. A spiral, yeah, yeah, a, Spir- yeah, a spinny thing. Yeah. And where did he store that? That was the other thing. Like, it just comes in. It's like it comes in that little case. Uh, <laughs> I never thought about that. Well, I think the that's band-aid, what's funny. I it's was stupid. The band aid's definitely stupid, but it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like where do you get a band aid that? Right, that's the problem. If it would have been smaller, it had room in his bag. That's the only thing, because the funhouse <laughs> would have was... been smaller, like a regular band-aid. <laughs> no, but just where it's believable that it could it be. It was literally bag. holding her off the ground. Because <laughs> the funhouse scene was so well shot. It was so cool. It was scary. It was it was a good scene. And then they had to ruin it by having that, that ridiculously big band-aid. You know, I just... <laughs> Just make it, make it so it's believable that that, that could have been sandwiched in, into the into his bag. I love it that the end of our show yeah. features the line "ridiculously big band aid." <laughs> so, what did you guys like? You guys seem like you liked it better than better than before when I was when I would mention it on the show. Su- I'm pretty sure I saw this in the movies as well. It's right around that time when I when I was seeing horror movies at in the, the theater. So I'm pretty sure at the show. I I I liked it. I I give it a seven out of ten. I'm with you. Seven out of ten. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. I was trying to figure out if it was going to be six and a half or seven. And, and I was major. and I and I was thinking seven to seven and a half. And I might rewatch it again before the end of the year. But at seven, it could show up on my list. It definitely shows up my list at a seven because I know what I looked at, and, and I'm not even sure if there's going to be any six and a half. So that's what I'm saying. If it's six and a half. It's probably not going to make it. There's a chance, but from what I'm looking at so far, that's why it was important to have this discussion about this movie. I, I I couldn't rate it yet. I wanted to see. But some of the things you guys said, and again, just talking about it and reliving the film, it just does that. I, there's something I want to point out. The kitchen floor. 
there was that great scene with the answering machine when the, and he's behind her. Yeah. That kitchen floor, does it look familiar to anybody when they fall to the floor? Does, does that kitchen floor mean anything to anybody? Well, okay, no, I, not. I, I wasn't okay. looking no, close no. enough. It's okay. It makes sense to me because it's that kitchen floor was used in Misery and Silence of the Lambs and this movie, and it's the exact same kitchen floor that I had in, in, in my house as a kid for fucking years. And it oh. showed up in three fucking horror movies. And it's unmistakable. I, like, I can show that to my brother say, Mike, come here, look at that, what's that? He'll be like, oh my god, that's our kitchen floor from when we were kids. You know, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. The, that, that, the crazy thing is Dave's brother's not named Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How would Brandon and I know that was your kitchen floor? Hey, look, that might have been Dave Z's kitchen floor. I'm just saying. Yeah, Dave, I, I guess I'm a little too tired to get mad at you about that, but Christian does have a point. How the no, fuck? No, 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 no. Wait, no. Because the kitchen floor was seen in misery you know, and yeah. silence of the land. Yeah, but you're, love- you have a special tie to it because it was your kitchen right. floor, too. That's why I recognize it. <laughs> hey, wait. That kitchen floor is familiar. <laughs> I think Dave Z I had that. I'm going to Spotify that kitchen floor. Silence of the Lambs. Dave Z. <laughs> <laughs> and then misery silence of the lambs KZ, and dr giggles in that dr. giggles in that order well oh fuck i just wanted to hear where you guys go I, you know what i'm right around where you guys are i i feel like i want to go to 7.5 but seven seems it seems right seven to seven yeah. and a half but i'll stick with seven it's weird. I was in the same boat. I actually, I actually had seven, seven and a half written down. I wasn't sure which one I was going to give it, but yeah, that's that's where it feels like. It's a fun film. Yeah, it is. Cool. And the kid puking at the end is fucking hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> when the kid comes in, he starts puking because the way he pukes, he doesn't even do it right away. He looks, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and this fucking yeah. comes out his mouth. <laughs> that scene is great. <laughs> Good How about, stuff. I don't think we've. Ever reviewed a movie as a feature, and everybody had a seven as their as their uh, their rating. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't know. That's one for the archives, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what's this? I'm sorry. What'd you say? A feature review on the show. I don't think yeah. the three of us have ever reviewed a, a movie, and all and the grade was, was seven from all of us. Usually, a, there's a little bit. That's a weird, useless fact. It's just what can I tell you? I got a, I got a really good memory, or I'm fucked up in the head. And I want you guys to tell me when we do the 86 show if I'm fucking crazy with Deadly Friend. But I really watch it now, fresh eyes, just go in, open mind, and just tell me what you think. But it's fucking off the fucking rails, the movie. I I don't know why, but off the top of my head, I always felt like that film was like a five and a half. But but I'm going to rewatch it again soon. Okay, here's the problem. I don't there, want there, there's bad good, which in my opinion is like maximum overdrive, because that came out the same year too, and that could be planned yeah. out from the outer space too. But I like that. There's things about that maximum movie that I like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Whereas Deadly Friend, I'll watch it. It's like Shocker to me. Shocker, watch Shocker again. Shocker's a fucking weird movie too. No, and, it's always been shitty. Yeah. But no, I actually will give a little bit of an edge to Shocker because it's shit, but I'm like intrigued by it. But it. Like when he goes off the rails, he fucking really fucking goes off the rails. Like I don't know how else the the word. It, it, it's epic in the in how off the rails he goes with his movies. Dude, yeah. Shocker or Deadly Friend? There's no question. I'm picking Shocker. Yeah, same with me. I, no I don't question. even have to watch Deadly Friend yep. to know. I'm just going by my memories of those two films. Yeah, me I'm too. telling you. I'm yeah. telling me you. Too. If you rate the three, I'll do Shocker, Hills of Ice Two, Deadly Friend. Holy fuck. 
What about like Cursed? A... Cursed? Cursed I've only watched once, and I didn't even realize the production was as cursed as it was. Somebody uh, posted, I think it was Alex, posted something to our, uh, Alex or JP posted something to our page today, and it was about how Cursed production was like, Skeet Ulrich. I didn't know any of this. He was in the movie. They had filmed a ton of scenes. There's this whole Entertainment Tonight thing on it, and he was edited right out of the movie, and they refilmed everything. Really? There's a, really? Wow. Look at the link that they sent. He's not even in the movie. And it's him, Christina Ricci, talking about the movie and how it's going to be cool. It's coming out next year. And then he wasn't even in it <laughs> at all. That's fucking funny. How about so, this? My Soul to Take is better than all those films. No. See, then now you're with, uh, what's his face? Uh, the Woodsboro Brothers. I've only seen it. One, I know they love yeah. it. I've only seen it one time and I liked it and I left it at that. That's off the rails, too. I put that up almost on par with Shocker. It's fucking off the rails, too, man. It's it's a little crazy. I like it, but I like it. Like, Shocker's off the rails. I like. So my soul to take, as I, I did it for one of our round robins, the same thing. But Deadly Friend. Oh, yeah, you did. Deadly Friend is, is, is just a batshit crazy movie. <laughs> and and I'll watch it again. Like, I'll watch it, but it, it, I got to say it's a bad movie. How about Deadly Blessing? <laughs> it has its moments. Anything? And that's our West Craven retro, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. We'll do oh, the whole thing fuck. one day. Anyway, yeah, it's been... A, and anyway. not a, the show's been a little shorter than usual, but not much. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let me let me, give, let me give information before we get out. Actually, should we talk about next show? Or should we just... I, I was going to say, talk? why not? Yeah. If they go made ahead. It, if they made it this far, go ahead. That's true. Go ahead. Someone Christian, else Christian ahead. you want to try and pronounce it? Go ahead. You want to try and pronounce it, Christian? Giallo. Giallo. Episode 40, a Giallo special. Now, these Giallos are ones that can be confused with slashers in a way. Yes. I think that's why we're doing them. Yes. Because we're yeah, not we're... going to do – we've decided. Have we ever actually come out and said it, guys? No, we can say it now. The about criteria? Our criteria. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. So our criteria for our top 50 slashers is going to be North American slashers. So that means no Giallos. No proto slashers, and unfortunately, that means no other foreign slashers. So you won't see films like Cold Prey. You won't see films like Masks, pieces showing up, Dream pieces, Home. Dream Home. You won't be seeing those films. And this is strictly for sanity's sake, yes. because we made a list, and I have a list of 130 films that I want to watch. I've watched like 40 of them. I mean, I've seen them all, but I want to rewatch. And that's just North American. And so yeah. we're going to focus our next show on Giallos, talk a little bit about the beginning of the Giallo, and then cover four quick reviews. We're going to be doing Torso, Bay of Blood, not Twitch of the Death Nerve, Christian. <laughs> a bunch of Twitch. <laughs> stage Fright. Hey, Stage Fright, two shows in a row. Look at that, yeah. And then, uh, what, what's the fourth one, guys? Oh, Opera, right? Opera. Or Terror yeah. at the Opera. There you go. I, I can accept go. Terror at the Opera more before I can accept uh, Twitch of the Death Nerve. Why can't you say Twitch of the Death Nerve is the name of the movie? Not at all. Because even when you watch Twitch of the Death Nerve, when the title card comes up, it says A Bay of Blood. <laughs> That's why. That's just the name that they gave it later on. Where Opera was originally called in Italy, Terror at the Opera. So it, it, it be, you know? I think it's a good mix of films we got. It's been a long time since I've seen... All of them, and I don't think I've ever seen Twitch of the Death Nerve. 
<laughs> I've seen Bay of Blood. I haven't seen Twitches of Death. There. What's the first one we're covering again? God, Torso. Torso. I don't. Th- I think it's no. I've seen Torso. I'm sorry. I've just it's just been a while since I've seen all of them. So. I've seen them all in the past year. And as a matter of fact, I saw Torso and Bay of Blood when we first started this whole slasher thing. And just to see where they were going to go. So I watched them already for that fucking reason. So It was tough picking four. Yeah. But four is a good number. We're going to come in. We're it, gonna is, review it is a good number. If we, were gonna do, if we were going to do a fifth one, I was going to recommend the, uh, was it the Girl Who Knew Too Much? The first the Giallo. Right. The first, first, supposedly first slasher. Giallo. Whatever yeah. the fuck we're talking about. It's all confusing. But that's, that's what's cool. You know, here's the funny thing. We're going to do the show, and it might be our shortest show in a long time because we're not fucking around. It's NFA, yeah, one-take fucker. It. You know, we're coming in. We're reviewing the movies. We're not doing And we're going to be speaking nothing. in Italian the whole show. Yes, I can do it, you know. Pizza. Hey. Uh, <laughs> sweet <laughs> potato <laughs> parmesan. <laughs> so, yeah, next show, Jello Madness. Let me give information before we go. Guys, join the group page. I'll say it again. Give us some calls. 702-625-2224. Voicemail. That's what it is. ExplodingHeadsHorrorPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget our sponsors. HorrorPack.com slash go slash ExplodingHeads. Get on it. Save save $3 off your thing, man. Off your subscription. Shit. Why not? That's it. Whatever. You don't need to say anything else. That's good. I'll tell you one thing. Just fucking share us. Retweet us. Promote us as much as you can. We still would love to have more reviews from you guys. I don't care how. We don't want one stars, but it, it don't have to be five. But please, let's see what we can go. We got a lot now. We want to keep it going. It, we're very happy you guys came and uh, came to our defense and made us feel better about the accusations. And it's all yes. in the past now. So that's that. That's and lots that. of cool giveaways coming. And giveaways coming. All right. Everybody. Have a good night. Exact Amundo. We're the exploding heads, and you're not.